the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Ladies and Okay, so here is what I think was the worst morning I've ever had in my life. So I'm supposed to go to New York on Saturday to go and interview Ben Affleck yeah. and um, for his movie that's coming to Netflix, Triple Frontier. And Friday night, I eat something that doesn't sit well with me. Saturday, oh, no. Saturday morning, I wake up, yeah. and I'm so sick. But my flight's real early. Yeah. And so I reluctantly, I get up, I clean myself up. I'm sick, right, before I leave the house. I'm like flu I'm sick, sick or because of what I'm, you ate I'm, the I'm night before? I'm throwing up. Oh, no. Okay, just so, you, just so you know... I don't know how much of this story you're going to have to bleep. Yeah. So if you have to bleep a lot, you can call us when I'm done telling you this story. Yeah. And then I will tell you over the phone okay, what happened. On. Let me get my finger on the uh, okay. bleep button here. So I should not have gone to the airport, but I went to the airport. Yeah. And I shouldn't have got on the plane, but I got on the plane. I shouldn't have flown to New York, but I flew to New York. So I'm in the airport and I know I'm going to be sick. And... I upgrade my ticket to first class just so I can use the lounge so I don't have to use a public toilet. <laughs> sure. All right, because I'm like, if I'm going to be sick, yeah. I'm at least going to be sick in a fancy stall. <laughs> <laughs> Smells nice and everything. Right? Yeah. So Good move. I immediately run up and I just, I literally, I throw my bag, my, like my knapsack on the ground uh -huh. and I roll my rolly suitcase and it hits a chair and falls over yeah. and then I go running into the bathroom. <laughs> you know, if you were in the regular part of the airport, yeah. somebody would have called security. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you tossing your bags and running the other yeah. way? Yeah. And then they would put cuffs on me and we all know what would have happened next once they bent me over. So I go in, stall one lock, stall two locked stall three i open the door and as i'm about to be sick uh -huh. i bend over and there is the biggest pile <laughs> Oh, don't say it. Hold on. Hold on. What are we getting? Okay. Hold on. Okay. I gotta get my hand back on the bleep button. Okay. The biggest <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, that is so gross. Okay, and I and as I hit the button, mm -hmm. it doesn't go down. It starts coming up. Okay, so now oh, the is coming up, and it's coming up fast. Oh, my God. And so I, and I have my hand over my mouth, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and it's not stopping. Yeah. And then I have no choice, and I get down. Oh, no. So it is like sea level at this point is right at the top and I know whatever I add is going to come out. Oh, no. 
no, dude! I feel so bad for you. Right. This is a terrible, terrible start to your weekend. I have never in my life had a more disgusting, <laughs> horrific, violent morning. Oh no! Than what I had on Saturday. It was. And so in that, so after I'm done, I have to change my shirt. I have to all this stuff, and yeah. I'm and I'm in this room because there's no other options. Yeah, the icing on the cake to make everything worse it is gets worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I am feeling so terrible about myself right now, and then I open the door to go and leave after I've changed my shirt, and I walk out. And I realize that a guy was waiting to walk in right after me. Oh my God. So now there's somebody in the world who thinks that I'm responsible for all of it. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Oh, dude. <laughs> Everything. So anyway, I get to New York. I'm so sick. Uh, I can't interview Ben Affleck. <gasps> I'm too sick. I can't do the interviews. I get to the hotel. I fall asleep at one o'clock in the afternoon. I wake up at 3 a.m. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I know we had to bleep a lot of that. If you want to know what happened, what the worst morning of all worst mornings were, uh, give us a call, 416-870-8888, and we will uh, we'll tell you privately. Hey, Kiss, it's Raza Mocha. Hey, I'm calling because I want to know every little tiny detail. <laughs> You're gross, lady. That Roz is keeping out. What is your name? My name is Shannon. Shannon, what do you think? We bleeped out. Well, I'm pretty sure that that was a big ass. <laughs> yeah, that I had to then put my face right over. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking that. See? Yeah, yeah, because I started. It was only coming up. God. And then as that... it was coming up. Oh, oh, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> ah, ah, oh, God. What a way to start the week. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, hon. Hi, Kiss92.5. It's Ron Zamoka. Are you a disgusting human being that wants to know the details? Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay, so uh, I'm sure you can guess what it was, right? Uh, you walk into the bathroom, there's a massive... Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. gross. Okay, we're done. I'm done. <laughs> Later. Done. This is so gross, dude. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Have you seen these videos where parents are hurling cheese slices at their baby's faces and it sticks? I heard about it. I haven't watched any of the videos because I think it's just so mean. I'm not down with that at all. You're not at no, all? No, I think it's so cruel. Yeah. I think it's so cruel. I don't I, like it. I know. We we abuse babies' trusts often in our lives, but I think That's that this may be the biggest abuse of a baby's trust I can, that I, I can think no, of. No, I can't support that. You can't. No, I'm not down with that challenge. Uh, so it's not a Gouda idea? It's not, Maury. Uh, damn it, Maury. Let, let, let me play you this. Maury asked Matthew if he would do the uh, baby cheese challenge with him. Well, there's a new thing like parents are throwing cheese singles at their babies and since you're my baby I don't care I thought I could tr throw cheese at your face and we can post it and everyone will love it you throw cheese in my face I'll shove it up your <laughs> Typical response from Damn It Matthew. Oh, of course. Uh, first of all, not it. Uh, Maury, did you bring cheese with you today? Of course I did. Okay, cool. Hold on a second. Yeah. No! I'm not having cheese thrown at me. Nice. What? I didn't know we were going to do this on you the show. You don't want to throw cheese at Maury's face? Listen, I think you... I, <sighs> come on, man. Southpaw, 
You got that arm. You're real good at stuff like this. <laughs> Do I get to try and throw it at him too then, no, right? I don't know. That's up to you guys to negotiate. All I know is, all I know is I'm out. Uh, so, Maury, go ahead and, and go over to where... Oh, so we're actually doing this. Uh, hell yeah, we are. Okay, so Maury, Man. you stand behind You stand behind Mocha. Mocha, you take Three a cheese... Three slices uh, of cheese? Over there. You already said all the cheese. I didn't even know. <laughs> you didn't know there was a stack of cheese inside you? No idea. Oh, man. Frig. All right. Uh, okay, so uh, how far back do you have to be more? I guess enough for it to... Do you have to lick the cheese for it to... No, 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 no. Oh, no, dude. No, no. Your face is plenty... Uh, yeah. The cheese is so warm. Where was it? Like in your back pocket or something? <laughs> okay. Wait, so Mocha, you go you go first. Okay. You go first. Ready? Yeah. How do you make do you don't have to breathe on it or anything? No. No. Okay, ready? Uh, yeah. One, two, three. Oh. <laughs> that oh. was like a pretty aggressive throw. Jeez. Well, you have to make it stick. Okay. How many cheese slices do you guys have over there? By the way, these are low fat. Oh, okay. okay maybe perfect. well maybe we need full fat cheese. More did you think about okay. that? Ow! Oh. Okay. That wasn't nice. No. That was like a hard throw. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh. It's, my, it's, my, it's my turn. Oh, that stinks. Warm cheese on my nose. Oh my god. Okay, ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so close. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna knock you out, bro. Last one. Okay. Like I'm done. Don't. No, Maury, no, you're not Maury. allowed to do that. Well, how are you supposed to make you're not scary? allowed to lick it, dude. That's disgusting. Come That's on. That's what she said. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. All right, ready? Okay, yeah. you're not going to. Oh! <laughs> I wasn't even ready. I wasn't even paying attention. This is your last this one. This is my last slice your of cheese. Your last slice of cheese. Okay, ready? Okay, yeah. Oh, you missed, missed his head. I'm not even throwing it. I felt it daintily touch my cheek. <laughs> All right, fine. Don't I'll try again. I'll try again. It. Ready? It to Close stick? your eye. I don't want you to get cheese in your eye. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> oh, Maury! <laughs> You're not supposed to throw like a baseball. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. We got somebody on the phone who wants to talk to us about our podcast. By the way, uh, 67 episodes available right now. You can get them for free through Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Hello, who is this? Uh, Daniel. Daniel. So, Roz, Daniel texted us. Yeah. And he's a huge fan of our podcast. Okay. And he said he's listened to every single one. And he said he just realized that we have never said, I love you to a guy when talking to them on the phone. I'm pretty sure we have. We have. I know I have. Well, you know what? I, I've been listening to the podcast. I'm the, I'm the Spanish guy from Harlem. I've been listening to the podcast, um, uh, and on the podcast, none of them made the cut, so maybe I'm going to make the cut. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you've been on the podcast before. Yeah, and you guys never said I love you, man. Oh. So he, he wants to he wants to be the, uh, the first, quote, official... Uh, I love you. Take care. I love you, man. Okay, you go. You go first. Hi, right, guys. Thanks for calling, man. I love you guys. Yeah, me too. Oh snap! Oh no, Daniel! Come on, bro. You know we love you. I love you too, guys. All right, All right. thanks, man. Okay. Yeah, hey, nobody asked. All right, I have feelings for you as well. All right. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, this is the Ross Show. Who's this? 
Uh, Cliff. Cliff. What's up, Cliff? Since we're all saying, uh, getting Ross to say I love you to a bunch of guys, I thought I'd get in on this. Okay. Say that again? You know, since Roz is saying I love you to all kinds of guys on the phone today, I thought I'd get in on this. Yeah? I, hey, Roz, I love you, man. Say it back. Hey, Maury! Hey, yeah, <laughs> Maury, I can see you. Maury is in the other room right now, and he I'm ducks my down. Shoes. He <laughs> you have no laces on your shoes, bro. Yeah, yeah, we know you are slip-ons, bro. You can't be trusted with laces. Still. Also, Maury, when you try to call in and you give a different name, you know you have to also change your voice, right? You can't call in. I'm calling as Cliff. You can't call in as Cliff, but still have Maury voice. <laughs> No, it's Cliff. Also, there's an echo. Like it's everything about it is like so blatantly you. I'm looking at you in your eyes right now. We're making eye contact <laughs> with you. Like you're. Oh, let me cover my mouth. You're. It's, you're, it's, it's Cliff Rockefeller. Uh, you're uh, Cliff Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Cliff. Oh, just say I love you. You go first. I love you, man. Yeah, me too. I, I wasn't, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work for you, Cliff Rockefeller? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You don't take a lot of Uber. I take a ton of Uber. Yeah. I forgot my phone in Uber before. Oh, no. I've forgotten some stuff in an Uber before, and then you just call, and they're really good. They usually just bring it back to you. Yeah. But they've put together a list of one the most likely times you forget to you're, you're you're most likely going to forget something in an Uber, and the most likely items that you're going to forget something in an Uber. Oh, I think phone is going to be number one. Yeah. So Uber riders they say are most forgetful on Saturdays and Sundays late night between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. Oh hell yeah! Go figure. <laughs> of course. Uh, people are most likely to forget watches on Mondays. Watches, really? Yeah, books on Thursdays, laptops on Wednesdays. Hey, you forget your whole laptop. The ten most commonly forgotten items: sunglasses, your ID, headphones, glasses at number seven, clothing, your purse or your bag, your keys, your wallet, your camera, or your phone is number one on the list. People forget their phone now. They also put a list of items that are the most unique things that have been left behind in an Uber. Oh, no. Here we go. Um, a chihuahua. I was just going to say a pet. Somebody forgot their pet in an Uber. Yeah. Somebody forgot their chihuahua. Well, they're so small. Uh, How are you going to forget them things, man? They're so loud. A photo of their New Year's kiss. <laughs> Six chicken tenders from 7-Eleven. <laughs> okay. A black and white tuxedo for a small dog. <laughs> Probably for the chihuahua. A full set of 18 karat gold teeth. What? Professional grade hula hoop. <laughs> oh, for the Olympics? Somebody left a salmon head. Ew, a, a lot salmon of, head? A lot of weed pipes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, a Star Wars skateboard. Uh-huh. Somebody forgot their propane tank in an Uber. <laughs> a tray of eggs. Uh, a Lego championship wrestling belt. No! <laughs> That's mine! <laughs> uh, a breast pump with breast milk. Oh my God. Two packs of Italian sausage and a Thanksgiving ham. <laughs> Beard oil. Uh, a small handmade cat puppet. A McDonald's visor and large fries. A Harry Potter wand. A special pizza costume. Somebody forgot their bird. (laughs) And let's not forget the guy who left his fog machine in there. 
And of course, somebody who forgot their mannequin. Inside of an Uber. Inside of an Uber. People are so weird. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Discover Transat's family collection of hotels in nine sun destinations. The collection features hotels offering special family perks such as solo parent options, extended kids club hours, so of course parents can enjoy a romantic dinner on the beach, and resorts that let kids stay and eat for free. Let's not forget this part. Sorry. <laughs> Why'd you say I don't know. Like I thought I'd do it dramatic and it didn't work. <laughs> Uh, Plus, Air Transat, uh, we know this, okay? There is a dedicated family check-in counter, priority boarding, and onboard surprises for kids and more. So when you get to the airport, one of the greatest things that is offered in all of this is that dedicated check-in counter and priority boarding when you sign your kids up, which is completely free for Kids Club. It makes the world of difference when you're traveling, and I cannot stress this enough. We did this with our kids. She's nine. Again, signing them up for Kids Club is 100% free. You get the dedicated check-in counter at the airport and priority boarding and baggage. Do that now. For all the info, go to airtransat.com. Hey, Mocha. Yes? Should we take a phone call? Dramatic style. All right. Danielle, it's Mocha. What's up? Oh, oh my God. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Good. You got a minute to chat? Sure. I just got to school. Oh, where do you go? Uh, I'm a student teacher. Okay, nice. You like it? Yeah, I do. Okay. Oh, my God. So, Roz, Danielle sent us this text just now. Mm-hmm. Hey, Roz and Mocha, I love your show so much. I have a long-ass commute, and it makes it go by with ease. I recently started using public transit, which means I can only listen to the podcast now and could definitely not go a day without it. I was just wondering when the next episode comes out. I uh, would love to talk to you. Also, give me a shout. So, we are giving you a shout, Danielle. And I also, let you know that uh, the new episode, the latest episode, episode of the Raza Mocha Show podcast will drop this Friday during the yes. Raza Mocha Mix, which starts at 8 a.m. with DJ Climax. Perfect. Have you listened to all of them? I'm getting through almost all of them, and wow. I just recently started. I commute for like three hours a day. Damn. Three hours? So. Oh, yeah, yes. the GTA is big. <laughs> Where do you travel from? Where do you go to? I travel from um, Thornhill to uh, past Western Road at Major Mag. Wow. Oh, all the way up in yeah. Woodbridge? Yeah, I'll up in Woodbridge. <laughs> Holy cow, that's like I live out there. Jeez. I know. Where that at that new uh, that new high school up there? That's where I am. Oh damn. <laughs> I just live across the street. <laughs> Nice. Uh, is there anything now that uh, you're such a huge fan? I'm sure you have uh, questions. Is there, do you have any requests from us? Is there anything you would like to know? I've been listening for like ten, nine, entire nine years, I think, yeah. on oh, and wow. off because I've been listening. I've been living in Kingston yeah. um, for school. Oh. If you guys were to ask me who's your favorite, I couldn't decide. You're all amazing. Well, you're going to have to do that by the end of this call, so you're <laughs> yeah. going to have to think of something. Think about it. Yeah. Do you want Maury to, like, tell you a joke or something? Do you want to, like, what do you, like, anything? You Like, the, the, the show Can is you yours. Guys play... Oh, here we go. Pinched up. <laughs> <laughs> you like Pinched? <laughs> I like all of them. Yeah? All right, but is Pinch your favorite? That, that's why it just came to your mind first? Yeah. Five yeah. and seven's also pretty good. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think we can. Anything uh, we where Maury gets at. to embarrass himself, pretty much. Oh, oh damn! Maury, come talk to your fans, man. <laughs> 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 Step on the show. <laughs> uh, well, Danielle, uh, listen, 
Thank you so much for listening to the show when you can. Thank you for your dedication to our podcast. Uh, just out of curiosity, which device are you listening on? Like, are you getting it from uh, Apple Podcasts or are you yeah. getting it through Google Play? Apple Podcasts and I've subscribed. Oh, okay, I, great. I've listened. Feel free to give us a rating and or a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Here's a question right? for you. Yeah. Between the three of us, who has the sexiest voice? Why'd you say it um, like that? Sexy? So that she'd pick me. Ugh. So I feel like the obvious answer is Roz. It's, he's a pretty uh, cool dude. So oh, stop you it! Know, every young woman <laughs> needs that. All right, hey Danielle, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Don't do this to me. You all have such good qualities. But <laughs> if I were to give you guys grades, it'd be a Roz A minus and. Mocha B plus. <laughs> oh man, a B plus. You're a B plus. <laughs> that's that's hitting average. You're you're good. Average. Okay, Danielle Mori, can you get pinched together in a couple minutes? Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I won't be able to listen because school starts. Then it'll be on the podcast this week. <laughs> Oh, I'm ready. All right. I'm Thank so you excited. for calling. Thanks, All right. guys. Thank you, Danielle. Oh Love you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Uh, the Rosin Mocha Show podcast. All right, so by request, yet another round. Gentlemen, if you're ready, let's play Pinched. New game alert. New game alert. Okay. This is Pinched. Play. Okay, so uh, Pinched, if you've never heard it before, very simple. We'll ask Mocha and Mori a series of trivia questions. If you get one wrong, you get pinched because in between them is a huge pile of wooden clothes pegs. Oh, yeah. You get, you get a question wrong, your opponent gets to put one on any part of your body that they see fit. Not any part. Well, you within reason. Any part. New <laughs> rule. <laughs> uh, your categories today, gentlemen, are smooth criminal. Oh, okay. Or here, piggy, 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 piggy. <laughs> uh, Maury, uh, if we could hear your buzzer so the people at home know who's buzzing in. Mocha, your buzzer. Uh, Maury, once again. Mocha. Uh, Mocha, you will pick the category this time. Again, smooth criminal or here, piggy, 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 piggy. Here, piggy, 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 piggy. All right. Question number one. Gentlemen, hands on buzzers. This is what the third little piggy did. Uh, Mocha. Had roast beef. That's correct. Oh, I wouldn't have said that. Oh, oh what would you say? I went all the way home. No. Oh, that's the last piggy. That's oh, the, that's the fifth piggy one. Let's see. Okay, so I'm going to go with. Mocha's really scouting the face right now. I'm going to go with the corner of Maury's mouth. Oh. Open your mouth. Always tough. Bro, your lips are like mad dry. Oh! I, it took the cartilage and spun it. <laughs> oh. All right, moving oh, on. Oh, it still hurts. You know what's funny? I don't even feel a little bad. Uh, <laughs> continuing on with the category of here, piggy, 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 piggy. Uh, question two. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Oh, my God. I know this. I know this. I know this. Oh, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Oh, that is... Uh, oh, my God. <sighs> Maury. Why not? Porky. Incorrect. Uh -oh. No, Porky was the pig with the stutter. Babe was Adeldu oh, Pig. Oh, that's what Adeldu. it was. Maury's, Maury, you can't move that clothes peg once it it's on your mouth. Ow. Oh, it oh, oh, it's twisting oh, no, it's off. Twisted. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, oh, That doesn't look good at all. Oh, that looks like it hurts more now. Uh, okay, and I'm moving on to the category of here, piggy, 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 piggy. Hey, that's not blank. That's Momo. Maury. Porky. Incorrect. Peppa Pig. Thank you, Momo. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, Maury, open your mouth again. Oh, he's going Oh, I'm tasting wood. Oh. 
You're tasting what, Maury? Wood. Wood. Maury's tasting Get wood right now. Your bottom Mo- lip? Right on the bottom. Oh! Oh. Oh, man. That oh, looks like it hurts. You look like a pug with an underbite. <laughs> so it doesn't terrible. look good at all. Not at all. It doesn't look good at all. Okay, gentlemen, moving on to the category of smooth criminal. Uh, these are all celebrities who have done time, Okay. by the way. Okay? Sentenced to three years. He did 45 days. Got out. Joined the Funky Bunch. Maury. Mark, Mark. Who? Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Who? Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Correct. I okay. want to do your ear. My ear? He's got headphones yeah. on, Holmes. Okay, no, I'll take oh, my hat oh, off. Oh, wow. Here you go. Well, your ears are not on your hat. Pick another body part. Okay, fine. Your lip. Oh, 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 right. oh, oh, okay. oh, oh God, right. dude, you're not supposed to squeeze the friggin' head. <laughs> God. Okay, so oh. wow. It's all lips this morning. That's really crazy. That's what she said. All right, moving on to the category <laughs> of smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He did two years for not paying tax on any of that blade money. Uh, Mocha. Wesley Snipes. Correct. Maury, open go. your mouth. Oh, he's I going. don't have much lip left. I'm going to go. Mocha's going back in Maury's mouth. Uh, the bottom lip again. Oh, God. So now Maury has oh. three clothes pegs on the bottom lip. There's no more room for lip. One of them's going to go up his nose if he keeps talking. <laughs> you look ridiculous. Okay. And uh, finally, in uh, the category of smooth criminal, Sentenced to three years for missing a drug test while on probation, then became an Avenger. Uh, Mocha. Uh, 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 oh my God, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Correct. Yeah. Oh, why don't you say the guy with the Christmas song? What? He has a Christmas song. Who, Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. Iron Man. Yes. Man. Oh, oh so, no. Oh, one just broke in Maury's mouth. A clothes peg oh. just broke oh. right yeah, in that, his mouth. That's okay. I'll replace it oh. by putting this clothes peg on his bottom oh. lip again. All right, should we, tally, uh, should we tally up the score, fellas? Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, oh. oh I'm tasting blood. Oh, that's He's, really unfortunate. Maury, uh, four. Uh-huh. Uh, Mocha won. Today's winner in this hey! round of pitched. Mocha! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I found a list of the year certain restaurant chains were created. Oh, my God. Okay. When they launched. Because you never tell what year you're born in, so I'll say the year that I was born, which is 1974. Oh, yeah? So here's the question. I was way after that. Am I older than Subway? I was born in 1974. Yes, I'm going to say say you're you're older than Subway. Am I older than Subway? Yeah. Of course you are. Maury, you say, of course I'm older than Subway. I think, can I guess when Subway came out? I'm going to say Subway came out like in the 90s. 1965. What? See, because think no. about it. The name is Subway. It had to come after the invention of the Subway. Yeah. Because otherwise, where'd you get the name from? Okay. Am I older than Quiznos? Oh, you're definitely older than Quiznos. I think Quiznos was a 90s thing as well. Okay, Maury, am I older than Quiznos? Absolutely. I am older than Quiznos. Quiznos was 1981. 80s, huh? Yeah. What wow. about uh, the Cheesecake Factory? Am I older than oh, the Cheesecake Factory? You are definitely older than the Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Maury? Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. So I'm born 1974. Cheesecake Factory born 1978. That's my year. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, am you got to fight with me a cheesecake. Am I older than Starbucks? There. You are definitely older than Starbucks. Maury? No, you're not. No, I'm going to say Starbucks started in... 
the mid '80s. Okay, Maury, no, when no, do you say Starbucks? 1971 at Pike Place in Seattle. 1971 at Pike Place in Seattle. What? Starbucks is older than I am. Uh, what about Carl's Jr. That hamburger joint down in the states? Am I older than Carl's Jr.? I'm going to say you are not older than Carl's Jr. Only right. because everything else I've been wrong. But you're older than Carl Sr. <laughs> right. Uh, Carl's Jr., 1941. Arby's. Am I older than Arby's? Oh, you are not older than Arby's. <laughs> you don't think so? No. How old do you think Arby's is? I think Arby's is from the 60s. Okay. Maury? I'm going to agree because look at that logo. It's very old. Uh, yeah, it's 1964. Oh, Arby's nice. is 10 years older than I am. Here we go. Am I older than Cinnabon? I'm 1974. When was Cinnabon created? Fam, can I tell you how much I love Cinnabon? Sure. Eglinton oh, Station. My yeah. God. I would kill a box right now of warm <laughs> Cinnabon. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, I'm going to say you are not older than Cinnabon. Maury? Yeah, you're younger. Right. Uh, I am, uh, I'm older than Cinnabon. Oh, what? Cinnabon, 1985. Cinnabon, you know, 1985. You know they sell like a little cup, right? Yeah. Of uh, just the middle part of the Cinnabon. <laughs> With the, the juice? The sauce? Yeah, it's just drizzled in sauce. Really? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, two more. Yo, is there a Cinnabon around here that's open? Please, I need a box. Yeah, I could use a Jamaican patty too if anybody's going. Oh my God, um, yes. So here we go. So am I older than Wendy's? I'm born 1974. Am I older than Wendy's? No, Wendy's is definitely older than you. Maury? I'm going to say you're the same age. Oh. Same age? No way. I think Wendy's is like a 1950s type thing. Uh, Wendy's, 1969. Wow. Yeah, so Wendy's Wendy's just a little bit older than me. And finally, am I born in 1974, older than Olive Garden? (laughs) (laughs) Are you older than the Olive Garden? Am I older than Olive Garden? Yes, you are older than the Olive Garden. Am I? Yeah. Maury? I'm going to say you are younger than the Olive Garden. Oh, Olive Garden. So Roz, 1974. Olive Garden, 1982. What? Yeah. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, Caitlin Clemens is here from The Bachelor. How are you? I'm great. It's bright and early. Yeah, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Okay, so first off, what were your thoughts on last night? Oh, gosh, it was emotional. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That was hard to watch. It was hard to watch Cassie and Colton. I was saying earlier, this is one of the few times in watching The Bachelor, as much as we've watched it, where when they said it was going to be dramatic and it was the most dramatic, where it lived up to it. Yeah, no, it it literally was. It was crushing last night. I know, I know. So knowing Colton with your time on the show and spending time with him, his reaction last night, is that true to who he is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like I said, my heart kind of broke for both of them last night. I've definitely been on both sides, so um, it was hard to see him breaking. Yeah, Um, and jumping. And jumping, yeah. (laughs) Do you think he pushed a little too hard? Because we're watching it, I'm like, oh my God, just let the girl go. Yeah. She just wants out, bro. You gotta let her walk away. He's like madly in love with her. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, he's fighting so hard for his his heart and his feelings, and um, I think... You know, that speaks a lot about him. Like, this is real for him. Yeah. Do you know what happens after he jumped over the fence? 
I don't. No, okay. I'm don't. I'm in the dark on this <laughs> yeah. one, right. and he's in the dark too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's it's crazy, but but it's so much it's so much more because one, he sort of blew up the rest of the show because yeah. he already told Cassie that it's you and nobody else, and it's you I want at the end, and I love you. So right. what do you do with the other two? Yeah. Right. And also, he was willing. Like last night was going to be the night he was going to lose his virginity. Yeah. And he seemed pretty pumped about that. I know. I was kind of shocked. I was like, all right, here we go. The time the time is now. Yeah. And it didn't happen. But yeah. how does it make the other two feel like right now watching the show? Well, that's to the thing too. Like out. I can imagine that they're just heartbroken as well having yeah. to watch this. It's Razamoka, Caitlin Clemens from the latest season of The Bachelor is here. So Women Tell All is tonight. You were you mm-hmm. there? I was. You were. What was yeah. that like? Oh gosh, if you think last night's episode was dramatic, just <laughs> yeah. wait for tonight. Really? Yeah. Can you tell us like one thing? It's I I can't. I mean, you guys have seen the teasers. You'll see yeah. that uh, Courtney and Demi get into it. Yeah. Uh, Nyeka and Nicole address their issues <gasps> as well. Who so. said that they wanted to put a shoe up somebody's ass last night? Demi. Oh, Demi. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it be. That's what it be. <laughs> it was the best. Is that shocking to you? Like, okay. No. Based on what you know, your time spent with the women. Mm-hmm in the house. What we see on tonight's Women Tell All, is that true to who they were in the house when you were there? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Talk about life stuff here because suddenly you're, you're a real estate agent from Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go on The Bachelor. Yeah. And then within a few short months, you start seeing People Magazine writing headlines uh, saying that you're dating Chad Johnson. Ugh, like God. your life has gone from this yeah. to now People Magazine cares about who, 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 you're, who, you're, who you're dating. Yeah. What's um, that like? Um... It's very bizarre, and I just want to address that, too. I am not dating Chad You're Johnson. Not? You're I not? no plans to date oh. him. I am Wait, very single. Wait, so where single. did that come from? It, I have no idea. I think he spoke to a reporter while he was in New York, and he had been constantly shouting me out on podcasts. And Oh, really? Then he, so he likes this, you, and this was like his play to like... I'm not sure how... To, but like, but he hearted like, he hearted a... Right? a uh, it's a story about oh, this. Oh, I know. Oh, and I you was, saw that oh, and you were like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, I, I can't swear, but <laughs> what the hell? Because <laughs> I think that there's a lot of people in that Bachelor world that maybe your family wouldn't be concerned that you hooked up with because everybody in Bachelor world hooks up with yeah, Bachelor yeah, world. Yeah, let me tell you, like, I... It would have been nice if it, maybe it was someone else. Right. Oh, yeah, like, there's oh, a, oh, yeah, like who? Like who, <laughs> like, Caitlin? Anyone in particular? I, I <laughs> so you're not dating Chad. That's I, incredible. For the record, okay. I am not dating Chad Okay, Johnson. good. Uh, Caitlin Clements, thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. Thanks Women Tell All me. is tonight on City. Oh, they say that Hannah B is going to be The Bachelorette. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm sure she'd be great. Um, she's lovely. Um, yeah. She's got some spunk, too, so she'll keep things entertaining. But um, I'm not sure who it's going to be. I don't know if oh. it will end up being him. Are you going to be on Bachelor in Paradise? I don't know. We'll uh, have oh, to whoa, see. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Did you see that look? Yeah. I, I saw that look. <laughs> I there was a look. Want it. Did I they ask know. you? I, I don't know. Uh, you don't know if they asked? I don't know if I'm going to oh. be on oh. for being a part of the Roz and Mocha Show today. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, so, Caitlin Clemens was in yesterday and wonderful woman. She was on this season The Bachelor and I believe she went home week three. She's the real estate agent from Toronto. Everybody, whenever The Bachelor starts, I was like, okay, who's the Canadian girl on there? 
because we've had some fantastic ones in the past. Caitlin Bristow, Jillian Harris. Oh. And, uh, and Caitlin Clemens was this season's. And she went home week three. And when you're in Bachelor World, things explode. And Bachelor World is very inclusive. And everybody in Bachelor World dates everybody else from Bachelor World. And then that just becomes your life. And the People Magazine headline was that Caitlin from Toronto was dating Chad Johnson. If you remember Chad Johnson, he's the one that tried to pick a fight with Chris Harrison. <laughs> Bro, he tried to pick a fight with everybody. He tried to break back into the house after he was he like, go. Pick a fight with security yeah. and the production team. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like he's he's a legendary uh, bachelor. Bad guy. Uh, bad guy. Like legendary bachelor bad guy. And when we talked to Caitlin about the People Magazine headline, she made it seem like she had never even met the guy. I just want to address that too. I am not dating Chad You're Johnson. Not? You're I not? Have no plans to date oh. him. It would have been nice if it, maybe it was someone else. She was talking about how he just started shouting her out on podcasts. Like she really did make it seem like she's never had any contact with Chad. And then last night, Chad hears our interview with Caitlin and goes off on Twitter. Like tweet after tweet after tweet <laughs> after tweet, <laughs> spilling the beans and just speaking on everything. Yeah. And joining us right now <sighs> on the Roz and Mocha show is Chad Johnson. Chad, dude, what's with all the drama, bro? I, I don't know, man. I, I I don't understand it nowadays. I mean, it, it's happened to me a few separate times with uh, with people within this like whole bachelor world, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it's like, why would you even do that when you know that like people are going to ask my side of the story? Yeah. Now you just look stupid. Do you think that it has something to do with your reputation that people may want to hook up with you on the DL, but they may not want to say it publicly? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, hap- it's happened a few times. I mean, it's like, it's like, look, I mean, that's. Like, she's a great girl, you know what I mean? Like, I was talking to her, but it's like, it's like you're not the only girl I'm talking to. You're not, you're not even the only girl I'm talking to in Toronto. Wow. Like, oh, damn. But, but, I, but when, I, when I was doing that, like, I, to me, it was just like, it was someone I was actually seriously interested in. And then to go see all this stuff and see her doing these radio shows out in Toronto, like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Why would you never talk to him? And it's like, really? Because you just stayed the place at my, like, at my house for three days. So... So, Chad, did you hook up with Caitlin? I mean, what do you think? Well, no. <laughs> I'm asking you. I mean, yeah, I guess. I'm, I don't want to, I don't like saying that specific phrase, but yeah. Right. You, 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 do you feel that you had enough with Kate, Caitlin that you would have called it a thing? Uh, well, I mean, we only hung out that one time. Like, I picked her up from the airport. She was flying into town for the women's tell all. And we hung out for three days straight. And then I dropped her off. So it was like, it was becoming something, you know what I mean? Or I thought, I guess. So, like, whenever I got interviewed by a reporter, I was yeah. basically like, it was, was kind of like Ron Burgundy, where he's like, I wanted to shout it from a mountain. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they asked me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how did you feel when, uh, when you heard her just flat out denying it, like these reports are crazy? Well, when I first saw it, the way I first saw it was on her Instagram, and I was like, all right, okay, I get it. I, I understand what you're probably doing is making me look dumb in your group chats with all the other Bachelor girls. And that's one thing, like, okay, cool. Now I look stupid and probably won't date any of these other girls. That's fine. But now you're doing it on like national radio shows and like on TV. 
Yeah. Now I gotta say something. Like, <laughs> damn. You know, it's like not- acting like I'm this disgusting guy, and it's like. Come on now. Yeah, like had she had she said, you know what, Chad's cool. Uh, we texted a few times, just just you know, it didn't work out. You'd be okay with that, right? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. If you just said like, hey, yeah, we talked a little bit. It's whatever. Like, yeah, yeah we hung out a little bit. Any anything, just not acting like. I like how dare he? I would have rather my parents know about someone else. No, I wouldn't talk to him. He's right. he's crazy. Why would he say these things? And I'm sitting there watching this, like like I still got some of your stuff at my place. Oh, I have damn! To in my bathtub. Wow! Like, wow, Chad. All right, listen. That's thanks for taking life, time though. out of your day to uh, join us on the Razamoga Show and to clear things up. Two final questions. Number one: How many girls in Toronto are you currently talking to outside of Caitlin? Actually, you're not talking to Caitlin anymore. But how many girls in Toronto you got? Uh, it's probably like five or six. So shout out to my girls in Toronto. Oh, oh damn! Got to be out there soon. Now, do, do these five or do these five or six know about each other or no? Man, I'm on Instagram, so you know how that goes. There's. So no, so no. <laughs> well, they do now. Uh, I didn't. I didn't put them in a group chat or anything. That's not really how that thing works. Uh, All right, and finally, Chad, how much you bench, bro? Probably like three fifty something now. I did oh, three fifteen okay. five times the other day. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me yeah, too. Okay, right. <laughs> Chad, thanks, man. Take care. Yeah, for sure. You guys too. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. John, what's going on? Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Good. So you wrote us this, uh, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. When do you know a friendship has turned toxic and when is it time to just walk away? I don't know whether to keep fighting it or not. Uh, We've been friends for eight years. So is this with you and a guy or you and a girl? It's me me and a guy. You and a guy. And uh, you guys have been real tight for eight years? Yeah. Yeah. He was actually to a point where he was in my uh, wedding party. Okay. So when you say the relationship or your friendship has turned toxic, uh, can you elaborate a little bit more? Does that mean, like, are you guys fighting all the time or what's going on? No, it's just at, at the very beginning of our friendship, it was like, you know, any other great friendship you build. Uh, you know, we're pretty close and we actually share a good circle of friends. And and I think for the past, uh, roughly for the past two years, um, you know, things in his life have kind of gone like not great for himself. So there is a friend I was trying to be there for him. And, um, but it was only been for like the past maybe year or so. He, his personality pretty much changed. Like he became really glum, really um, sarcastic. Um, it was very tiring to be around him. And then any attempts to just kind of like reach out to him was kind of met with, uh, like I would ask him, um, you know, how are you doing? And beforehand he would be very detailed in his answer but yeah. again it, uh, then i asked him well these days how you doing he just says i'm fine mm. so let me let me and ask then, you one quick question one quick question is yeah. he this way this new way is he like that just with you or is he like that with the whole circle of friends now apparently i've been the whole circle of friends have been reaching out to me and they're saying hey do you know how you know do you know how this guy is doing and I said, well, I don't know. Have you heard from him? And they're saying this is almost the exact same thing. Mm. Like we even saying to them, um, we ask him, and he says, yeah, I've been fine. But uh, just recently, and this is interesting, about uh, maybe about a week ago, um, I found out that uh, he's been giving different answers to different people. So to one answer, he'd be saying, okay, we haven't seen you in a while. And then to one person, he would say, oh, I have, I've just been busy with family. Yeah. But then to another friend, 
he's been telling them I've been sick. Does he have a drug and problem? Then, uh, you know what? In the past, he was, uh, I won't say addicted, but yeah. he, let's just say that he liked to, you know, light one up yeah. now and so, again. It sounds like he has something going on. And, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a toxic friendship because toxic friendships are when, you know, somebody expects more from you than they're willing to give or you're lying to make them feel better or like there's a lot of things that can make up a toxic relationship this doesn't sound like toxic it sounds like he needs help mm -hmm. jun is there a chance that your friend might be depressed as well or you're, not yeah, not depressed been, and on drugs yeah. but either on drugs or maybe depressed well the, the thing is is that um well my wife is like we, me and my wife have known him um that long too and you know what we've been talking about that so i guess maybe the question could be changed is if we know that maybe he might be how do we reach out to him and then but if he's just going to respond with the whole yeah i'm fine i'm fine yeah. um at what point can we push this relationship to the point where we don't want him to to run away that's a that's a whole different conversation does he yeah. have anybody in his yeah. life on the other side does he have family that you talk to at all like, are you no, are you are you familiar are no. you familiar at all with anybody in his family? Does on he that have side? a girlfriend? Is he in a relationship? No. Okay. No. What about siblings? Um, he has a few sisters and a brother, but no, I don't know them. I don't really talk to them. Okay, oh, okay. so so you've been friends, good friends with him for eight years, and you haven't met anybody in his family. Um, we work, we kind of met each other in passing, but we, not to the point where we're close. What do you think is going on? knowing him as well as you know him. I just think that he's just really frustrated. So I guess maybe, I don't want to say depressed, but I, I guess you could say that. And I, I'm afraid that he might be back on a form of like drugs, yeah. Have you tried having a conversation uh, with him one-on-one -on -one in person, not around your circle of friends? Well, that's the thing. I've, I've tried, but he's always, like I said, he's always come up with mm. an excuse. What if he just showed up? Yeah, I could do that. I haven't really thought about going that far yet. John, if you're really concerned about your friend and mm -hmm. what's happening in his life, what may or may not be happening in his life, uh, it might mm -hmm. be a good idea to just show up at his place and just be straight up honest with him and say, listen, I don't know what's happening, uh, but I care about you and I'm concerned. Here are the reasons why. And I would love if we can just take five minutes or 10 minutes right now uh, to mm -hmm. talk it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it may not go the way you think it's or you you hope it'll go. But yeah. I think that you need as a friend to do that. I don't think that this is a matter of I have a toxic friend and should I cut them out of my life? It, to me, it sounds like that you have somebody in your life that desperately needs help and is blowing you off and is lying and is giving different sides of what is going on in his life to all your friends. And somebody needs to sort of step up and be the friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So the way you feel about him, everything that you, you expressed to us just now, I think you need to express to him face to face. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, I, I should. And go in, go in with a plan. Go in. If you see somebody who does need help. And even, I mean, let's just say he gets to the point of where he does ask for help. You have to know what to, you have to know what your second step is there. Okay. So you yeah. got to, you got to figure that out before going in there. You got to know what step mm -hmm. two is. You can't go in and just say, Hey, my feelings are hurt. Are you okay? And if he says, no, I need help. You got to know how to help him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, bro. All right. Oh, that's tough. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, uh, of course, of man. Of course, man. All right. Take care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hello. Hi, it's Raza Milko. What's going on? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. What is your name? It's Ashley. Ashley, you, do you have a minute? 
I do. Okay, Roz, Ashley texted us just now and said, I've been listening to you guys for 10 years. What? And yeah. we are now a part of uh, her and her kids' morning routine. So thank you very yeah. much, Ashley. Oh, thank you guys. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. How old were you 10 years ago? 24. 24. And Man. you had no yeah. kids at the time? or I had one. Yeah. I had a uh, shoot. I just had her, actually. Wow. Yeah. So she's around my kid's age then. She'll be 10 this year, yeah. Yeah. It was like last year, I think I tweeted you guys to wish me happy birthday, and my son heard it, and he was freaking out. He was so excited. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> What's life like now for you? Uh, a single mom of three, so pretty yeah. crazy easy. Yeah, it is tough. I went through a rough time. But. So what do you do? Like, how, Break down a, a, a day for us here because if you're a single mom of three, how many, are they all in school? No, I have a two-year-old. So you have a two-year-old. Wait, if you got three kids, why is it so quiet in your house right now? Oh, because I'm not work right now. They're they're oh. ready to go to school and yeah. Also, a little bit of gin on the gums before bedtime, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> They'll sleep till nine. They'll sleep till nine. <laughs> Well, Ashley, we just wanted to call to, uh, to to thank you for your dedication for the past 10 years. Uh, that's incredible. We appreciate it so much. And we love that um, that you enjoy uh, what we enjoy doing in the morning. I love listening to you guys. So thank you for being my morning routine. I used to listen to you before that too, Mocha, when you were on Kiss before you guys came back. So. Wow. Oh, wow. Forever ago. Pretty much, yeah. So that's pretty much the reason why I started listening to you guys because I heard you were coming back. So Ashley, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? You, of course. Oh, wow. Just needed I love you, Roz. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love you, Roz. Yeah, I know she was going to say favorite. that. I just uh -huh. needed her to say it out loud. Uh, Ashley, I just got a note from Maury. So when you started listening to the show 10 years ago, you were 25. Maury wants to know how old you are now. I'll be 35 in May. Yeah, thanks. You should know. It's 10. Like, come on, Maury. Take 10. It's not hard to add 10, Maury. Uh, love you, Ashley! <laughs> love you, guys. I love you. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I watched Free Solo yesterday. What's Free Solo? Excuse me. Free Solo is the uh, movie that won the best documentary at uh, the Academy Awards. Uh -huh. And it's about a guy. I don't remember his name. I'll look it up in a sec. Who's incredible. And free soloing is rock climbers. Okay. You know when you do it with like rope and you sure. got the shoes and the everything else. So free soloing are people who climb rock faces with no rope. At all? At all. So what do they have? Just their hands and feet? Their hands and feet. And that's in, insane. Yeah, and this guy, when they show you what this guy has climbed before, it's yeah. just a, it's a, it's astonishing. It is so crazy to think that a person would want attempt to do that and to yeah. be successful in doing that. And so the lead up to this documentary, or the the lead up inside this documentary, is the guy. Can you get his name for me, Maury, please? Is the guy. Um, has always wanted to do what nobody else has done, which is climb this rock face called El Capitan in Yosemite. You know on your Mac screen, your homepage? Yeah. That mountain? Yeah. That's Alex El Capitan. Honold. What is it? Alex Honold. Alex Honold? Yeah, okay, cool. Thank you, Alex Honold. So, I thought that was just the name of my operating no, system. No, no, El Capitan is, El Capitan <laughs> is, uh, is like a mountain, yeah. like a rock face beautiful. In, in Yosemite. Yeah. And... Nobody had ever done this before, free soloing. Oh, my God. Many people have done it. He's done it like 60, 70 times with ropes and everything else. Yeah. But he wanted, he's always wanted to free solo, and he's been putting it off. He would like start and then stop and start and stop yeah. for like nine years. Oh, my God. And then they started doing this documentary on him, and it's his attempt at free soloing 3,200 feet. <sighs> In the with end. no rope, with no rope, Man, bro. That's nuts. And I'm going to tell you one thing: 
the decision that he has to make yeah. when breaking down what it's going to take to climb this mountain yeah. is whether he is going to be hanging on by his fingertips on one little tiny ledge and the only way to get to the other part is to jump. What? Excuse me? Okay. With no rope? <laughs> With no rope. <laughs> Just his fingertips. Just his fingertips. Not his fingertips, his thumb. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. How do you train your body? Like, yeah, even just exactly, mentally to exactly. do that. Exactly. This guy is incredible. And it's so stressful. It's so stressful. Like, yeah. I know the guy lives because I saw him standing on the stage of the Academy Awards. Yeah. But when you're watching the documentary, you're like, this man's going to die. Yeah. I'm going to watch a man die right now. And also no parachute. Like, nothing. He goes up. He had a ball cap on. Wait, well, so what happens if he slips? Dead. He dead. That's it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're just telling me that story. My heart's racing dude, already. I'm telling you, watch Free Solo. Okay. It is exhilarating. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. What's this new Clids on the Block thing, Maureen? It's a brand new song that they came out with. It's going to be, uh, I guess... It's a brand new New Kids song? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they have the uh, 30th anniversary of Hanging Tough coming up. And plus they're going on tour for the uh, that 80s show or whatever. 90s. This is 90s, 90s show is what I meant to say. And really, it's huh? all about boy bands. The song. This is a song, the song is actually called Boys in the Band? Yeah. <laughs> a boy band released a song called Boys in the Band? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a uh, a tribute to all the all the greats, the greats during the time that they were around as well. Really, boys to men, uh, Joe to see, BSB even. Oh and, wow! And it sounds like this. Now on the song. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Before we go, voice the men to the end. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Pay respect. New edition. Gun game BBD. BSB. B2K. 1D. 98 degrees. Come and talk to me. Show to see. From B Brown to B Town to H Town to O Town. Alright. Alright. Come on. Had to catch my breath. Peace, LFO, Menudo, JLS, BTS, Westlife Jackson 5, NSYNC, Take Well, okay. They just listed I mean, bands yeah. and then tried to rhyme fans with bands. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the throwing a Hail Mary, I'm totally fine with it. I'm okay with it. But I'll tell you, you know what a Hail Mary is? A Hail Mary is what Backstreet just did this year. You know, which is they got a hold of a hot song and uh, and it took off. Oh, and Chance the Rapper for that Super Bowl and commercial. And Chance the Rapper for that Super yeah. Bowl commercial. But like, geez, this... So what's I the opposite of Hail Mary? I don't know, man. This, this one's like really stretching. This is like, right? that's a stretch. Like, big time stretch. This is like, it sounds fan-made. A little bit. Right? It's a I list. Want, I wonder if it was fan-made and they were like, hey, guys, this is a great idea. And they, they bought a fan song? <laughs> like they were like, they went, I, like, if you go on YouTube, I bet you find a song called Boys in the Band yeah. by somebody. <laughs> and, and its original recording was in the bedroom. Yeah. Some guy named Doug. <laughs> I don't mind. Listen, do your thing, guys. Oh, it's my God. Totally, of course. It's totally good. But it's all it is is just a shout-out list. Yeah, big yeah. time. And they tried to rhyme fans with bands. Yeah. Over and over and over again. So that's New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Song's called Boys in a Band. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I want to go over this with you real quick. Okay. 
which are the new rules for communicating in a digital age. And a lot of this is cell phone and texting etiquette. Oh, okay. So I'll go through some of these. You tell me how you guys feel about them. Sure. And how many of these Maury, good morning, David Maury, you are completely guilty of. What? Why me? Okay, don't randomly FaceTime people. If you want to FaceTime somebody, you have to shoot them a text first yeah. to say, hey, can I FaceTime you? Set but then you're going to say no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I ask. <laughs> uh, they say that one word texts like K or LOL are conversation killers. Don't respond with one word replies unless you don't want to talk anymore. I do I, that all the time. Yeah, I was just going to say, I get that. That's all you reply. Yeah, because I don't want to talk anymore. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, if someone you know comments on a photo or video you posted, you should respond. Not necessarily a written response like like or love is okay. You know what I mean? Like you just Sure, you yeah. acknowledge that you've seen exactly. the comment. Don't switch to a different form of communication. This one drives me nuts. What do you mean? Meaning if you're emailing somebody, respond via email. Don't text. Or call. Or oh. call. Maury is or, notorious for that. Yes, yeah, stick to the platform that the conversation started on. But if on. you start the conversation with an email, yeah. You should then reply I with can respond email. with a phone call. No, I didn't start that conversation. No, no, absolutely no. not. Do you know what I'm saying? I no. do, but no. stick to also, all yeah. the replies in the email. Also, nobody wants to talk to you, and I don't Whoa, mean just that you. That came out of right no, field I don't, and left. Field. I don't mean Both just fields. you. I don't mean just you. I mean nobody wants to talk on the phone. Yeah. No, but you said right? you if and you, looked at me when I'm, you did. I that. said nobody wants to talk to you. I'm saying to you, Maury, and I'm saying to everybody else. Yeah, right. Nobody wants to talk to you when you call. And then especially if you call and don't leave a voicemail, people don't use voicemail anymore. That's the one thing they're saying now is voicemail is now obsolete. Yeah. Call display is now the voicemail. Yeah. You don't actually have to leave a message. Are people actually using the phone for phone calls? Yes. <laughs> what kind of backward society is this? Thank you. Nobody, I need a record of, of, the, of everything, yeah. right? So don't call. No. Because then I have no record of it. Everybody, phones are strictly for emailing and texting. Yes. That's don't, it. Don't ask for likes, comments, or shares. Oh, Again, God. that is super lame. Yeah, that's Maury all day. Again, this is everyone. It's not everyone. You are the only one in my life, Maury. You are the only person in my life who will post something on Instagram or tweet something or put something on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then you immediately, as soon as you post it, you send it to me in text. Yeah. So that you see it. Right. Followed by... Would, uh, be, would be... I thought you would find this funny. Uh, would have expected you to respond. Yeah. Or would appreciate a like on this post. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> at least you, listen, man, at least you own it. Um, don't take hours to return a text. Yeah, you, you. Yeah, unless there's a good reason. Yeah, me, me. The guy's got two jobs. He works, wakes no, up No, but the worst, and- the worst is when you text somebody like Roz yeah. and you're waiting for a response and then you see on Twitter that he's responding to people on Twitter and you're like, hi, right yeah. here, hi. Yeah. yeah, no, or Maury, what you do is <laughs> you will text me uh, something that is like sarcastic and pissy and then I will write you back and it won't be the thing that you wanted me to write you back and then you will ignore me for the entire weekend. 
Weekends are for family. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Roz blew my mind earlier today, and it was about shoes, which I love. Roz talked to me about the throwing Vans thing that's going viral right now. Oh, yeah, with Vans shoes. So everybody's filming themselves with their Vans. Yeah. And they throw them, and when you throw Vans, they're like cats. They always land on their feet. Like, they always land on the bottom, sole down. Hmm. And it's the weirdest thing. And I don't know whether it's because the bottoms are so heavy and it's only canvas on the top or whatever it is, but there's people and they have, like, handfuls of Vans, and they throw them in the air, and when they hit the ground, they'll tumble, they'll do whatever they do, but they always land soles down. And who knew this? I don't know. And so that's what everybody's doing right now. So did, did look, what this? look what I have. Look what I have. I have Vans. Oh, yeah. I have Vans. Sure. Have you seen this, Mocha? Have you seen people do this? Uh, I, yeah, I saw it this morning. Okay, okay yeah, watch. Where throw it? Just turn around. Okay. Just turn around and just put them both in one hand and just throw them on the floor and watch. Hold They're going to land. Right. They were sort of backwards. Okay. They're going to land just like just like a cat, like right on there. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. See? Right side up. Yeah. Right side up. Yeah. It's have weird. Have people tried doing this with... Right side up. With other shoes? No, I think it's only Vans. What do you have? I'm wearing Jordans. Okay, yeah. So take your Jordans off. And uh, we'll try it with we'll try it with Jordans. Go over Bla- and stand with Maury. Black cements, by the way, if anyone's wondering. Oh, black yeah. sounds, sounds okay, so, strong. So you go over with Maury right now, Mocha. So Mo- Mocha's gonna try the uh, Vans challenge with uh, with Jordans. Maury, you're going to try yours with your fans. Okay, I'm just smelling okay, so, them. Right. So go over. Both of you stand side by side. Yeah. Side by each. Okay. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. And Are we then, doing it at the same times? Yeah, but just put them both here. You got them both in yeah. one hand. Yeah. Okay, so on the count of three, yeah. both uh, straight go up. straight up and then just down on the floor. You don't have to throw them hard or yeah. fast ready? or whatever it is. So yeah. one, two, three, go. Mocha's oh. did not land on the ground. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Only oh, with Vans, huh? Yeah, it's weird. Well, let me try this again. Yeah, go go through Jordans, Mocha. Nope. Oh, they oh, both landed upside down. Both landed upside Yeah, yeah. Because okay. the laces top-heavy them. I don't wow. know what, I don't know what it is. Look at this. There's, just something, there's something about Vans. Yeah. Right side up. Yeah. Right yeah. side up. They always, it's, it's, yeah. Right they, side they, up. They will always find their way oh. back down to their bottoms. Right side up. Yeah, it's so wild. Wow. Right side yeah. up. It's yeah. like really weird. I literally will do this all day. Yeah, and I and the videos are sort of hypnotic. Like that's the out of all the sort of ridiculous things that people are doing online, watching people throw vans in the air and watching them land perfectly. Yeah, it looks like it's CGI'd a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's a guy. Watch the video of a guy who had like eight shoes in each hand and threw them all in the air. They hit the floor. Every single one of them landed perfectly. Wow, that's so you try weird. It? Here's yeah. my shoe. No, I'm not touching your shoe. Oh. Nah, you almost had me. <laughs> you almost had me. <laughs> I hear you sound. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Yeah. Hey, when do we mess at the clocks? When does that happen? Uh, that is not until like April. Oh. What is it, Maury? This Sunday. This Sunday? No, it's not. Yeah, we turn the clocks this Sunday. Are you 100% sure sure with that? Um, Yes. 100%. I would say 101%. There's no such thing. Okay, hold on. When? Oh, let me look this up. When? What do I get if I'm right? Well, the, the, the feeling you've never felt before. 
okay. Yeah, hook ah, me up Sunday March 10th. Oh, Jeez. there's that feeling I've never had before. Of what, being right? <laughs> Sunday, March 10th. You wow. You said my joke. Thank you, man. Wait a minute. That's awesome. super early. It usually it happens in like close to, to Easter. Everything's messed this year because Easter's so late. Oh, yeah, I guess, right? Like last year, Easter was over uh, April Fool's Day weekend. And then yeah. this year, Easter's the end of April. Yeah, that's so strange. It's super weird. However, right. the chocolates are already for sale. Yeah, that's true. Man, the chocolates have been on sale since after, like, since Feb 15th. Yeah. I've just finished my third bag of mini eggs. Oh, snap. Just this morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> or is that the feeling I've never had before? No, you know that feeling. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> so yeah, Sunday, March 10th yeah. is when... Uh, Do you ever feel shame over something that you've eaten? First and of I'll, all... I'll ask you this to, to both of you guys. Okay. Do you ever, have you ever eaten something, even if it's like you've made the, the what's 100% your choice, everything yeah. else, do you ever feel when you're done, oh, like, yes. oh man, why'd I do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so shameful. For as delicious as McDonald's is sometimes, Yeah. it's usually after something feel, I've had from there, yeah. especially when you're like super hungry, because... You just scarf down that food so yeah, quickly, yeah. and then it hits you. But do you hide like, it? Do you, oh. you don't hide something from your wife, though, Mocha? Oh, hell no. no you don't. I tell I, her about it. Yeah. I'm like, babe, I got a stomachcake. <laughs> Why? Oh, I ate McDonald's. <laughs> you don't, and I ate it too fast. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel shame from dinner number one before dinner number two, but I feel shame, <laughs> or I felt shame. <laughs> okay. I, I eat dinner on my own, and then I eat dinner with my husband. Yeah, right. sneak food. Yeah. I call it dinner one. Yeah, you're like a mouse. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, okay, um, but ahead. I felt shame once when I spent too much on food. Like I had like but, a really expensive no, no, lobster something, dinner. Something you something you eat because you eat some garbage. Like you eat yeah. some serious garbage. Yeah. Or combinations of things that shouldn't go together. Meaning not because they're gross, but because I don't think that they're going to sit well in you. Mm -hmm. But you never feel like, oh God, that was a mistake. Oh, all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Actually, I had it one. the other day when I had a, a cup of bone broth. Bone broth made you shame? Yeah, because I, really? I, it just went right through me. Oh. One time, a friend of ours gave my wife and I a Costco-size extra jumbo bag of wine gums. Yeah. Oh, yum. And I think in one sitting, oh, I yeah. ate majority of that bag. We were watching television or a movie or something. Yeah. And by the end of it, the entire bag was gone. Oh, it's so good. And I felt like garbage for like three days. Yeah. But Worth like, it, I'm talking. Worth it. Massive, That's massive too much. bag. That's weight. That weighs like six I pounds. Know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so gross. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, and now it's time for another edition of Kids Write Jokes. This is one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Uh, it's basically run by a guy who literally accepts jokes written by kids. Okay. And as we know, when kids write jokes, they are terrible. They They're suck. full of uh, spelling and grammatical errors. It makes no sense. And the guy posts exactly the way it's submitted to him. Okay. All right. What do you get when you cross a dinosaur with a cat? Oh, God. What? <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> How do you say hello in French? Uh, Poo! <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 O's. That's why I said Poo! Oh. Okay. 
Guess what you eat on a Monday? What? Underpants. Oh. How many losers does it take to attach a new light bulb? Oh, this seems rude. What? How many? Two! <laughs> oh, wow. What do you call a cat that is broken? I don't know. Stupid cat. Oh, wow. Jeez. A boy's name is Shut Up. His teacher asked him what his name is, and he said, Shut Up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Three babies are playing and one says, I'm a boy because I have red shoes. The other baby says, I'm a girl because I have pink shoes. The other other baby says, I don't know, because I'm not wearing any shoes. <laughs> Alright, man, you are evil. Other man, I am not. Man, yes. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Both men die. Oh, wow. Jeez, what is wrong with kids, man? Why did the dog miss work? Why? Because it was dead. A man went to a bar and said, yeah, give me a whiskey because I broke up with my wife. Knock, knock. That was the the whole joke? Yeah. So a man went to the bar and then he said, yeah, give me a whiskey because I broke up with my wife. Oh, that's hysterical. Knock, knock. Who's there? Naughty Builder. Naughty Builder who? Naughty Builder coming to destroy your house. Ah! <laughs> and finally, kids write jokes. Yeah. What do old people say? I don't know. Ah, my back! <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So there's so many stories over the last couple of weeks about lying. I don't know what's going on, but everybody's writing stuff about lying. Uh, this headline, uh, would you lie and steal if you could get away with it? Yes. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Morty. <laughs> Are we supposed to answer? You? Well, yeah, sure. Go ahead. More? <laughs> yes. 33% of people said that they'd keep a lot of money that didn't belong to them. Roughly 325000 if they knew that they could get away with it. Yes. No. You would, Maury. Oh, my God, uh, Maury. What, what is it about lying that makes you... Are you? Do you consider yourself to be a good liar? It's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. Some people right. can sing. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I have a lie detector here that I want to hook you up to. For real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the look on Maury's face yeah. right now. He's so yeah, it looks like a toaster. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, so this is the, uh, this is the greatest lie detector that uh, that we that I managed to find. Okay. Okay. And then this is this is the sounds that it makes. <laughs> Are you sure it's not right? a spaceship? What? It looks like a spaceship. It does. So what's going to happen, Maury? Do I wear that on my head? You're going to No, you put your hand in it. Oh. Okay, so Maury, so I'm going to hook you up to this lie detector. Okay. We're going to ask you a few questions. Yeah. And then you try and beat the system. And then you try and beat the system, bro. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Like all great liars of great liars. We've all strived to do this. Okay, so I'm going to come on over there for one quick second. Wait, why am I doing this alone? Because <laughs> there's only one lie detector test. There's only one liar. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, so Maury, I'm going to place that right there. Suction cups it. Mm-hmm. And you put your hand inside. Put your hand in there. Now, uh, what's going to happen, more is that when we ask you a question, as soon as we ask that question, you have to hit this button. With my other hand. With your other hand. Okay. So Maury's right hand is in the lie detector test. Okay, okay so Maury... Have you lied to either of us today? No. Push the button. Is it determining whether or not he's lying? Yep. What? What the hell? What? Holy hell. Oh, by the way, it shocks you if you lie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
I forgot to tell you that if you lie, it shocks you. But I literally you. didn't lie to you. <laughs> you said That's today. What? Okay. That's what you did. Martin, no, I didn't, the, though. The, the, I didn't. The machine don't lie, okay? No, it, the machine scares the crap out of okay, me. Okay, but if you lie, the machine shocks you. <laughs> but I didn't lie. Okay, hand back on the machine. Hand back on the machine. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. Get your, get your hand back in the machine. Okay. Okay. No, put your fingers on the machine, more. Okay. Put your fingers on the machine. Damn it, Maury. Yeah. Is there anyone in this room that you love more than your husband? Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, he told the truth. <laughs> he told the truth. What is going on? What is even happening? He won the game. It won't stop. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, question for you. Hey, uh, I, I got to get away from this. I was just about to swear, and then I came across this story that I was going to do anyway. Um, your kid's still young. So Almost are you, two. Are you guys still at the... At the uh, are you guys... Still at the point where you fully swear in front of your kid. All the time. All the time. And it's a problem. Okay. I know that. Yeah. I've recognized that. And sometimes I will swear in the house or even in public. And my wife will be like, you got to chill. Yeah. Does he ever repeat anything? Not those words. Yeah, no. And because we swore like heavily in front of Roxy when she was young. Heavily. Yeah. I would even say Catherine more so than me. Yeah. Heavily. <laughs> you know what she listened to, right? Did right? you throw under yeah, the I bus? I know. There's no bus, man. F the bus. <laughs> um, heavily. Heavily. And then when, when Roxy got older, she never started to use the words, but man, like... She recognized. Oh, please. Yeah. Are you going to be so, mad if she ever swears to you in front of you? No, no. But that's the thing, though. No, like, why I, I, why we swear because it's, it's like it's part of our vocabulary. Yeah. Him, right. And I don't want it to be a shock to him when he gets older to be like, why are they saying those words? Like, if my son's going to learn how to swear. Yeah. But I learned how to swear. I said my first cuss word in grade two. So they asked 2,000 parents what the alternate words or phrases they use to not use actual profanity around children. Do you yeah. want me to be the parent after you say it and I'll yell it back to you? Yeah. Okay, so at uh, number 10 is uh, Oh, ship. Oh, ship! <laughs> and uh, I guess bullspit? Bullspit! No, like, oh my God, dude, you are so full of bullspit. Oh. oh my God, dude, you're so full of bullspit! Okay, I don't trust Maury with this at no, all. I mean, I'm going to end this part of it right now. You don't yeah, get to repeat these. Don't, don't repeat. You're making me very nervous. Yeah. Uh, number eight is fire truck. Uh, uh -huh. Number seven, my personal favorite, which is shut the front door. Yeah. Shut the front door! No, Maury, we're not more, doing more, this. More, more, oh, more. Oh, yeah, no, I told chill, you. Bro. <laughs> um, and instead of saying, oh, Jesus, I guess some parents are saying, oh, cheeses. <laughs> uh, mother smucker. Yeah. Uh, oh, 
shiitake mushrooms. I don't know who says that. <laughs> My dad does that one. Uh, number two is uh, saying sugar instead of the S word. But yeah. here's what I learned is that the S word with uh-huh. kids now in 2019 isn't the S word that you and I had growing up. That's the SH word. The S word now for kids in 2019 is stupid. That's the no. S word. Yes. Really? Yes. The S word is now stupid. The SH word is now the other yeah. one. Right? There's only two other letters missing from that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and then at number one on the uh, uh, on the list of the alternate words or phrases that parents use instead of using profanity around their kids is what the frog. The frog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's going on? Man, oh man. I can't get over this cold. I need it to end. Have you been it's taking just... anything for it? No, no, I mean the cold outside. I always oh. have a cold. I, I don't even know what it was. Ever since I turned a certain age, I'm just sick all the time. Have you had Neocitrin? I don't like Neocitrin. No, but you but mix yes, it with had... Southern Comfort. Oh my God. What am I, a hillbilly? No, but then you <laughs> fall asleep or, and sweat it out. Or 85? Jeez. That's my, it works all the time. Really? Huh? You fall asleep and sweat it out. You have Southern Comfort in the house? I have like three bottles. Really? Yeah. What? Is that why Matthew thinks you're an alcoholic? No, but they're not all open. You know that Maury had one can of cider that I bought him for Christmas? And he split it three ways during the Academy Awards. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like a sip each. What no, can- but you have to be careful because, like, if I have a whole can, Matthew's going to, like, be, there's a, clearly right. a problem. And yeah. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. You were at home, though. It's not like you were going to get in the car no, and no, drive. No, no, no. No, no. Matthew, no, Matthew thinks that he's, like, a full-on alcoholic if he has more than a third of a can of cider. Oh, my God. Once every eight months. That's why when we go grocery shopping, I can maybe buy one. One can. Maybe, maybe buy one. Depends on the Matthew's mood. Like sometimes he's like, oh, you know, it's like if he's in a good mood or needs some wow. wine or something. Like things that you maybe buy one of when you go shopping. Like, like an half tenderloin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe you need one. Yeah. You don't need five. No, you don't need five. Right? Like something like that. Yeah. You maybe buy one. But no, one can of cider. And I'll put it in the, in the cart and he'll be like, something you want to talk about? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't know. I could, man. I couldn't live like that. No, never. In a prison. Like, I wanted to open some think- wine on Saturday night, this past Saturday night. And Matthew was like, what is this, a nightclub? <laughs> 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 what? Like, you were like the bottle service girl or something? <laughs> what do we drink now? <laughs> Jeez, man, I couldn't. I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal like, with I all think, those rules. I think Matthew would probably call the police if he saw any time I made an LCBO run. Oh yeah, he saw that once on your Instagram. You had delivery of a box. And he's like, I had delivery of three boxes. Three, yeah. And he saw that, and he's like, I think you should talk to Mocha. Yeah, there's like maybe he needs someone to talk to. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's a cry for help. Yeah. No, that I think I was just loading up for the summertime. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. I couldn't live with those kinds of rules, man. I no. just, I just couldn't. Like and Catherine never comes to you, going, "You've had two. Oh, wow. <laughs> You've had two. First of all, first of all, I down two before she would even notice, yeah. Maury. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? It's Gail. What's up, Gail? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just getting ready for work. It's my birthday today. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Thank you. How old are you today? I'm, I'm 32 years old today. Oh, that's a perfect age. Hey, when your birthday falls on a Wednesday, do you celebrate uh, the weekend 
leading up to the birthday or the weekend after, or do you take advantage of having a birthday in the middle of the week and celebrate both? It's, it's, it depends on how big the extravaganza goes. Oh. You so. share a birthday with Toronto. I do? Is it Toronto's birthday today? 184. Oh, jeez. Still a stone cold fox, too. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, 185 today. Oh, 100. Looks 184. Right. Yeah, you're right. Great <laughs> <laughs> moisturizer. Gail, can I tell you who else you share a birthday with today? Please. Okay, Shaquille O'Neal, NBA superstar, yep. 47 years old. Yep. Connie Britton is 52 oh, yeah. years old. Love her. Oh, yeah. WWE superstar from back in the day, Val Venus, is 48 years old. Oh. Hello, ladies. <laughs> is he the guy that wore the towel into the ring? Yeah. Like he just got out of the shower? Yeah. Nice. Hot. That's hilarious. So, uh, Do you watch uh, The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelorette? Did you watch any of those shows, Gail? I did not, but I was here, I've been hearing you guys just get all fired up about like The Bachelor and everything going on the last couple of days. Okay, so Ashley I from Bachelor Nation, the one that was always crying over Jared, oh. today's her birthday. Yeah. She's 30. And and probably the most important next to yours, Gail, yep. is Brad Souza turns 21 years old. Brad Souza is the guy that looks like Justin Bieber that was part of that prank oh, that was sitting on a bench in, I think it was in Florida, in Miami somewhere. Uh, eating burrito. a burrito sideways. Yeah, today's his birthday. Yeah. He's 21 We're years old. We're celebrating celebrity okay. imposters' birthdays now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gail. Yes. Are you cool if we sing you happy birthday? Absolutely, please. What if she said no? Then we wouldn't say. All right. A one, a two, a buckle my shoe. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Gail. And Toronto. That was our best one yet. You think so? Thank you. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Oh, it's one of those days. What happened? Hang on. It's math day. Damon Ori, come in here. Uh oh. I went digging around for the perfect math problem. Okay. Do I need a pen? What's that? Do I need a pen? Yeah, you can get a pen. Sure. Not going to make you do this all in your head. Were you good at math in school, Mocha? No. Oh, hell no. No, huh? And my dad's an accountant. Yeah. I, was I failed about that. grade 12 math four times. Oof. I told you I how I passed math, right? One year. So, first year I took it, failed. Yeah. That year, summer school. Yeah. Failed. <laughs> took it again the following year. Yeah. Failed. Oof. Summer school again, failed. Oof. Took it again a fifth year. Pretty sure I failed. Yeah. But it was at the time where I had to go to college next year. Wow. So I think the teacher just gave me a 50. Sure. Yeah, back in the day. I only passed math because the teacher had a crush on my dad. <sighs> wow. All right, Maury, you got your pen. Uh, to celebrate uh, World Math Day, this day encourages thousands of students from around the world to take uh, a break from the standard math lesson. But only we're going to dive into it today. Like, what grade are we doing? Uh, I don't even know what grade we're doing. I just got a, I got a word problem. Okay. Okay, here we go. Maury, are you ready? Yeah. Vera and Vicky are sisters. Vera and Vicky sisters. Vera. 
Vera is four years old and Vicky is 13 years old. Okay. What age will each sister be when Vicky is twice as old as Vera? Oh, good one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Well, then the next year it'll be five. Oh my God. You're going to go year by year? (laughs) Well, because I don't know. My problem is like. Everything? Well, no, but first of all, in order to get to twice is like. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Like evenly doubled? What do you mean evenly doubled? Like evenly twiced. Evenly twiced? Evenly, so you just yeah. said evenly doubled the exact same okay. way, just use a different word. Because he said twice the age of the other one, right? So Evenly twiced? Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hold on here now. Because my problem with it is in order for it to be evenly twiced, yeah. Like, yeah. and that's why I asked evenly twiced, right. it's an impossibility because... Each one is aging one year, one year, one year, one year. That's right. usually how age works. Right. So in order for it to get I, I to will, an even number. Okay. I will say this. Um, evenly, yes. I'm not going to say when somebody is, you know. Because you need a miracle. Well, no, you actually no. don't need a miracle. You need math, which is what yeah. we have right now. Yeah, that's we're doing math right now. Uh-huh. So how are you figuring this out? What are you doing? See, the problem is, look, so... Next year, Vera will be five yeah. and Vicky will be 14. Right. Not evenly, right? Right. And then the following year, it'll be six and 15. Would No, because right. six and six is 12. Right. <gasps> one has to die. Correct. One has to die. Yes. Which one, though? Which one? What the, uh, uh, no, Vic- Maury, you're wrong. One does not have to die. There is a, there is a solution. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, Maury, Vicky- like, there's like a little glimmer of hope in Maury's eyes just now. Vicky like, dies. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. He's two minutes into a problem and he's got to kill somebody to solve it. You know what I mean? Those are not great problem solving skills, no. Maury. When you're in the middle of a problem and your only solution after a couple of minutes is to kill somebody. <sighs> what? I thought nine and nine is 18. It's not. What's nine and nine? Seventeen. Oh, you were so close. Oh my god, so See, close, dude. We need Vicky to die. Hold on here. Go back to what you had just said more. Death? No. No. <laughs> no. Nine stop, and nine. Stop killing girls. Okay. <laughs> okay. There is a solution to this problem oh, that does not involve sorry. homicide. <laughs> you just blocked your head off your microphone. Okay. Okay. Nine one. and nine. Yes. Is what? Is nine, what? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. <gasps> nine and nine is 18. So the ages are? Nine and 18. Right. So in how many years? One, two, three, four, five years. Right. There and you they're go. all alive. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is. My question is. Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, John, what's going on, brother? It's Roz and Mocha. Not bad. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Thank you for writing in your FML. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So, John, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha FML Fix My Life. My brother-in-law is in a world of debt. I've tried to help him and have lent him money countless times. He wants me not to tell the rest of the family. However, it has really put a strain on my relationship with my wife and a financial burden on our family. What do I do? So is the brother-in-law, this is your wife's brother? Correct. Yeah, correct. Does your wife know that you're lending her brother money? Well, I had no choice to tell her because, uh, you know, he wasn't paying back and then money was going missing from the accounts, right? How long has this been going on for? Oh, I'd say over a year. I stopped now. but Yeah. When you say a world of debt, what are we talking? Uh, he's taken out loans he can't afford to pay for. He keeps losing his work. I even brought him on um, to work for me, but now I realize why he kept being laid off. So 
Yeah. Well, I get rid of him too, right? So How many times have you been loaning him money? Can you count? Is it like one lump sum uh, that you've given him or is it multiple times? Uh, I was paying his rent pretty much monthly. Now, when you started lending him money, did you guys ever talk about what it would take for him to pay you back? Like, did you set up, you know, like a timeline of, okay, over the, the course of the next year, you're going to pay me X amount of dollars every single month? Well, usually he'd uh, pay me back the week after. Okay. Right? I lent the money. And then he just, it would become a monthly thing, and then he just stopped paying back totally. Yeah. And that's when I decided to say, hey, I'm not going to lend you any more money. You want a job? Come work for me. But now I just realized, I don't know why. He has no work ethic, so he's just lazy. I, th- I think oftentimes when you're dealing with family members, the, the idea of a loan is, it's it's too impossible to track. So the, the question that I have, when, when you say that he's in a world of debt, right, this is either somebody who is just really, really unfortunate and went through a, 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 a long run of bad luck, or it's somebody who is completely terrible with money. And so the question that I have for you is, does your brother-in-law need help or does he need money? Because those are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. He needs to be better with money. He spends his money on the wrong things. Okay, so he needs help. He doesn't need money. Correct. But he thinks that he just needs money. So he's Correct. asking for money and not asking for help. Correct. Right. You need you need to flip that narrative on him, okay? You need to convince him that he does not need money. What he actually needs is help. And if he wants help to try and get himself out of this hole that he's in, you will assist him in getting that help. But you just throwing money at this problem, which is not your problem, it's his problem, does not help anyone. Yeah, I get you there. Like, I've had a conversation with him telling him that, that, that same thing. And he just seems to think that He's needing any help. Yeah, but then all you're doing is enabling him, though. Yeah, I know. I get it. And he looks at you as family that's lending him money, not as a bank that's lending him money that's going to charge him interest every single month. Correct. Now, we've said this before, too. Now, if you are not just throwing money at his problem, but if you are actually offering help, and if he is accepting of your offer to help, the one thing you can do that you are well within your family rights to do is if you do lend him money, you are 100% within your family rights to ask for receipts. Correct. Yeah, I should do that. You don't don't need to get the money back because oftentimes when we start lending family members money in these situations, the loan system doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You have to pretty much come to terms with the fact that you may never see that money again, but you can ask for receipts. Okay, yeah. Uh, John, one final question for you. No problem. When your brother-in-law asked for you not to tell any other family members, is that because he's also borrowing from other family members? Mm-hmm. No, because the fact is that he, his other family members, mother, father, everybody knows that he's in trouble. Oh, but okay. He, he, will, he will not admit it. So instead of asking them for help, he comes to me, which is not really a family member, just through marriage. Yeah, yeah. but how do you know he's not going to them, asking them for money and saying to them, please don't tell John, please don't tell this person, that person, that person? Well, his his parents aren't giving him money. I know that much right now. Yeah, so I think that maybe you have to decide that uh, you're going to either throw money at it or you're actually going to offer help. And I, to me, it sounds like that he needs help. Like there's, He's not dealing with a drug addiction or any, anything like that, right? He's just terrible with money? Well, he does smoke a lot of weed, yeah. right? He'll go spend it on that, and I'll ask him, are you putting this money towards your debts? Uh, uh, no, F them, F them, that's what he says. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so. You're contributing to a, a problem that is his problem, and you're enabling him at that point. Now, again, if he wants help, be there as a family member, I don't think you should do it alone. I think you should involve everybody um, that are directly related to him. 
And I think that uh, you guys as a family need to decide to help out the, the family member. You got to stop throwing money at the problem. All right, no problem. Yeah, okay? I appreciate that. No problem. Thank you, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Maury has an idea. Maury, come in here, please. Yeah. Uh-oh. Maury, I don't know. I, I don't even want to know if I want to do this because I don't know anybody who puts so much effort into escaping the job that they have. Maury always tries and comes up with these million-dollar ideas. Yeah. So he can go off and be rich and famous. You don't like oh, working with us? No, I would never leave you, but when the mind wanders, the mind sure. wanders. If you remember when he um, was going to revolutionize the automotive industry because he invented the hook mm. that goes on the dashboard that you hook the remaining... Uh, of your keys too, so they don't jingle oh. when you drive. Because right. we all hate the jingle, right? And then, if you remember, he also um, uh, wanted to uh, open a restaurant that only sold cold pizza. Oh, it was called Coldza, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, he remembers. Wow, memorable name. Yeah, wow. I'll give you that. So, Maury's um, new invention mm. that he's been pitching actively to the top names in fashion. Wait, not while you're like supposed to be doing work for this show, right? Yes. Oh my God, dude. Maury's latest invention is, and help me if, correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. This is for people who want to spend a lot of time either indoors or outdoors naked, but still need pockets. So this is what, it's a belt with pockets? Dangling pockets, because I feel the world would be more naked if only we had pockets. Right, so imagine a belt with just pockets on either side, like regular looking pockets, but no jeans. That way you can wander around free and clear, but still have things with you. Right. Because where do your keys go? Where do your phone go? Correct. Okay, so imagine two like jean pockets, but only no jeans. So it's just a belt, the body, and pockets. That's so dumb. Okay, so maybe not. So this is damn it, Maury, uh, pitching the idea to uh, John Vervados. No! Listen Are you to serious? this. Listen to this. Oh. Hello? Hi, is uh, John there by chance? John Vervados? No, he's not. He's traveling right now. Oh, is this his wife? Yes. Um, anyway, I have this oh my <laughs> amazing... Hold on, pause for one second. You got John Barbados, like, house number? Don't we all? Oh, my God, dude! You bothered his wife with this nonsense? Cool fashion invention idea. Maybe I can tell it to you. It's basically if you want to um, suntan or walk around your home naked, but you need pockets. So it's like a belt, but with pockets hanging on either side of it for if you need pockets. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Like pockets? Like it yeah. would be like a belt, like you'd wear a belt and then you'd uh -huh. have like pockets just hanging off the belt for when you want to okay. be naked. Okay. And I think it's perfect for him. Okay. <laughs> I can definitely let him um, know. Uh -huh. Would you, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd probably want one of these, right? Um, I don't walk around the house naked, so. <laughs> Is it because you wish you had pockets? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, some people do. Thank you, and I'll, um, yeah. I'll let him know. Okay. Bye. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Right, I have a feeling she's not going to let him know. <laughs> okay, uh, next up, uh, Versace. No! Versace, Versace, Versace! Hey, Versace, Hi there, is this Versace? Yes, this is Versace. 
Yes, uh, the boutique in Milan. Yes, looking for Donatella, please. <laughs> uh, no, sir, you can't speak with her. She's not here. Bye. Hi, is this Versace reception? Yes, how can I help you? I'm looking for Donatella's office, please. No, you I need have... to you need to write to me. Oh, I, uh, thanks Thank anyway. You. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, so strike out with uh, 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 Versace. Let's move on to Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, okay. Innovator badass. Sure. Hello. Oh, hi. Is uh, Tommy Hilfiger there, please? He's not available. Is there a message? Um, it's not Tommy Hilfiger, the clothing designer's number. No, that's oh, not, I got uh, the, I got the not who you got. I, I did? Oh. There's another Thomas Hilfiger. Sorry. Oh, do you want to hear my fashion idea anyway? <laughs> <laughs> it won't do you any good, sorry. <laughs> okay, then. Good luck to you. Okay, thank you. Okay, <laughs> bye. Wait a All minute, right. so who did you call then? Okay, there's another Thomas Hilfiger. There's oh, two. not like fashion Tommy Hilfiger. He tried. Just like regular person Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> he tried. All right. He tried, and uh, finally the great Zach Posen. Hi, hello, hello, it's Zach Posen here. Hey, how are you? I am good. If you want to lounge around inside or in the backyard and you want to be naked, but you still need pockets, it's a belt that has pockets hanging off of either side of it so you could still have pockets whilst being naked. So like a, so you're naked? Yes. And you have har- like a harness with pockets? Yes. Uh... <laughs> Um, please, please don't say yes, Zach. Please. You know, it depends. it's regional. Let's say that. It's environmental and regional. You know, gosh, you know, the world is evolving in so many ways. Um, you know, you know, so you never know. <laughs> Basically, more, you know what you've done, right? You just pitched the top names in fashion a hip sack, a fanny pack. Yeah, I guess. But. <laughs> Hi, Kalita. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? It's Razamoka. Good, thanks. It's great right. to talk to you guys. Well, thank uh, you for joining us. How old are you? 28. So, Kalita, you wrote us this, and, and, and really this comes down to you're looking for closure, right? Yes, I okay. think that's really the problem. Okay, so you wrote us, Razamoka FML Fix My Life. Um, I met a guy on Bumble last October. He was literally my first swipe after one conversation. I got busy, never replied. Then I happened to run into him at work in the hospital and we started talking. Long story short, we started dating and things seemed to move along really fast. Things were going well on all counts. We were hanging out and I asked him if he knew one of my friends who used to work in his department. And I showed him her Insta. To put a face to the name, he said he never met her. Four days later, I'm on Insta. I noticed he started following her. Ay, ay, ay. I had a bad feeling about the entire time. Uh, I casually asked her if she knew him. She said no, but that she went out on a blind date with him a week ago. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Then you guys stopped talking because you said that he cheated on you. How long were you together with him? Well, it was from October to um, recently. So I guess a total of about three, three months or so. Okay. So you were officially dating then? Yes. We had exclusivity talks multiple times. Okay. And then then you say that he also sent you videos of him throwing away the Christmas gifts that you got him. Yes. Wow. Wow. Wait. So let me get this straight. You guys met on a dating app, but you worked together as well or he worked? 
with somebody that you know? Uh, we met on a dating app, but I'm uh, I'm a resident, so I change hospitals every four weeks or so. Okay. Uh, gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha, at gotcha. One of the hospitals, yeah. Okay, okay, and so you guys had the exclusivity talk. You were boyfriend girlfriend. Um, yeah. Everything seemed to be going well, but he was not honest with you is that what you're saying and that he was still dating other people that he would hook up with on instagram and on bumble and whatnot yes i think that's what was happening um the entire time but i think that he essentially wanted one-way exclusivity if you know what i mean sure so i it's the perfect life so what did the other girl say when she said she went on a blind date with him what was her role in all of this afterwards well she she told me that she went on a blind date was set up by one of her co-workers um, and uh, she essentially just went on one date, and when I asked her, she asked me how I knew him, so I just mentioned, oh, I've been seeing him, mm-hmm. and then she felt really badly, and she had agreed to a second date with him, and so she ended up canceling that and kind of ghosting him. Yeah. Um, but essentially, when I found out uh, from her, I asked him if we could speak for maybe five minutes or whatever when he was done work, and uh, I think he assumed that I was going to end things. So he beat me to the punch, essentially. He said, no, I know enough now to walk away. And I, then I realized that she had texted him saying that I knew about their date. Okay. So yeah. it, but it comes down to you were with a guy, he messed around and uh, didn't give you any sort of closure, take ownership of it, give you a reason why, whatnot. And on top of that, he sent you a video of him throwing out the Christmas presents you got him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he, it's not, a, it's an age old story, you know, it's nothing novel. But, no, um, no, I hear I, you. I, yeah. it, closure, is a, closure is a weird one because, and you said it right, stories, and that is we are all used to stories. Our mm-hmm. lives revolve around stories. Right. And stories, stories have a beginning, middle, and end. When you get to that end, you can move on to the next story. And without yeah. having that end, you're sort of in this weird place. So questions that we have right now. One, have you deleted him off all of your own social media? Have you blocked him? I've deleted him. I haven't blocked him off Instagram, but deleted him from my um, WhatsApp and like text messaging and everything else. Can you yeah. still see his pictures on Instagram? Yeah. Okay, don't. Okay. Okay. You, yeah, gotta, go on, you need to now unfollow him on yeah. Twitter and Instagram. You need to yeah. delete his, you know, his access to uh, to Bumble or your access to him on Bumble and unfriend him on yeah. Facebook. And so when it comes to closure, it's weird. You're in a unique situation right now of where you, you sort of need to take control back over the right. end of this relationship because it seems right now you are giving the your ability to move forward, you're giving that control to him. Mm -hmm. So he needs to provide you with something before you can move on, which is a really sort of weird place to put yourself in. Don't put yourself in that position. Don't give him that power to sort of hold you back before you can move on. And the other thing when it comes to closure is if somebody is going to do all this, right? So here's what Mm -hmm. I want you to, here's what I want you to ask yourself right now. Did the guy that you thought you were dating did you think that that guy could ever be capable of treating you the way that he's treating you now? I, I had a feeling, yes. Okay. So then maybe he's not the guy you thought he was. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, there were red flags that I was 
ignoring, I think, in retrospect. Yeah. Listen, Kalita, I think you're in a good place here. He sounds very immature. He's a jerk. If he's sending you videos of him uh, throwing away a Christmas gift that you gave to him, that just goes to show what kind of a person he is. That goes to show what kind of a person uh, you would have been dating, and your life is so much better now. You're right. I know that. My brain knows that. My feelings need to catch up. Yeah, and also there's no harm in admitting this because I've had to admit this to myself in the past and many other people have, which is, man, I really made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. You know? Yeah, you you wanted to you you put your trust in somebody that didn't deserve it. You gave somebody uh, too much of you that didn't deserve it, and that it ended like hell, and now you're blaming yourself and you want closure from a guy that really has no business being a part of your life right now. That's true. It just makes it difficult that I see him at work, you know? Yeah, yeah. Damn. It's like Grey's Anatomy, all y'all working together at the hospital. Yeah, I knew that was gonna come at some point in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kalita, you're in a good place. You're gonna get through this. Thank you so much. It was so great talking to you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Let me read you this headline. Hit me. For every 100 miles you drive, you swear 41 times. Yeah? You swear how much? 41 times. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Now, they call this signs of road rage. I don't know if that's signs of road rage. Oh, trust me. I've seen road rage. Swearing at somebody is not road rage. That's about once every two and a half miles. Now, when you say swearing, you mean with the windows up and you're just like saying it to yourself. Yeah, I think that that's what they mean to themselves. So do you want to hear the list of things that generally cause people to swear behind the wheel the most? Yes. Now let's ding if we've done this. All right. Uh, People who drive slowly in the left-hand lane and don't move over. Well, I swear. Well, I'll start dinging. No, Maury. I swear at people that do that. I don't drive slow at all. That's what I no, mean. No, that's what this he means. Makes you swear. Oh, ding. Okay. I like how Maury like sets the rules and then forgets yeah. them immediately. <laughs> it's like a fish. You're like my cat. What is that a tail? <laughs> uh, drivers who don't wave or say thank you when you let oh, them in. Oh, ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding. Really? Sure. If I let Why you in, upset you? because I'm only letting you in for the wave. No, oh, but it's not, it's not your road. No, but then I, why am I letting you in? I'm doing it because I want the appreciation. Right. Okay, dang. So that's on the list. Uh, someone taking up two spaces in a parking, sp- oh, in a parking oh, lot. Oh, dang. Yeah, <laughs> dang. Or too I close hate. to the line. Uh, someone driving too close in front of you. Oh, dang. Right. In front of me? Uh, I would say behind me pisses me off more. Okay. Um, drivers who won't turn off their uh, high beams. Oh, dang. But the new halogen, halogen bulbs or something, they're bright, really yeah. bright anyway. Sometimes people forget, though. Yeah. Are there what bulbs, Maury? Halogen? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yep. Halogen. <laughs> they're what? Halogen? Halogen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pedestrians who uh, step out onto the road without looking. Oh, oh dang. yeah. Uh, I, I'll hunger those people. Drivers who don't use their turn signals. Ding. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, then what's it there yeah. for? Maury, you don't, you don't use, use your, your turn signal signals. at all. But ever. I have a reason. If there's, I don't want to waste the bulb if there's no one around. Man, that's such a... Mm. Right? Uh, somebody, when you see somebody texting and driving. Ding. Yeah, ding. Right? You text and drive all the time, bro. Only when no one's around. Um, almost getting uh, <laughs> hit by someone who's changing lanes. Ding. That's so you, Maury. This should just be a list of all the things Maury does on the road. This is a list of the things that people have sworn at Maury for while driving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, number one, when somebody cuts you off. Oh, ding. Oh. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So have you seen that the Pete Davidson, Kate Beckinsale, tongue hockey kiss has uh, become a meme? 
Oh, really? Yeah, because I didn't know this, but um, the, the the other guy in that picture is Anthony from Queer Eye. Oh, is it? Yeah. So the so the meme is Anthony from Queer Eye just sitting there looking lonely. Yeah, for sure. And then it's Kate Beckinsale and Pete Davidson, and Pete Davidson has a, his tongue in Kate Beckinsale's mouth, playing tongue hockey. And Pete Davidson, of course, looks like a wreck. Oh, and I don't yeah. think he'd be bad at me for saying that. And Anthony is just like this dashing individual. And so the meme is underneath Anthony reads, wholesome guy with good paying job who texts back and has no baggage. And then underneath Pete, it reads, guys with problems from childhood that I can fix. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess Kate Beckinsale replied to this and she's like, uh, yo, Anthony's gay, if that makes anything clear. Um, so yeah, so there's that. What is it, Maury? Oh, I was going to say, I sent the photo to Anthony on DM. Yeah. And he wrote back going, ha, 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 it's just a photo. We all had a great time. We talked to each other. Plenty, the photographer, just got that one shot. I promised Pete I would not talk about it uh, out of respect for him. Oh, but you will. But you just read everything that he just said in the DM. I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate uh, that. And I wrote back going, no problem, no problem. It just shows out of respect how much uh, love I have for you as my celebrity crush. <sighs> So much respect. I'm going to read our DMs live on the radio. So much respect. To millions of people. Who else do you have that much respect for more that you can read their DMs out? No one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I started watching The Office. Oh, like literally right. from would, season one. You had never seen The Office before. What a great show. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It's one of the best shows ever. I mean, it took a, a downward spiral after... Spoiler alert. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I'm on season one, episode four. Dude, you know what's so weird? That's the basketball season, uh, episode, right? Oh, that's funny. You know what else is funny? When they put the people's races on their forehead. Uh, on that was episode two. Notes. Because the only reason why I know that, season one, episode four. Jeez, man, you're a hardcore fan. Because I just watched it last Thank night. Thank you. I watched Did that you? episode last night. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my how, God. Many, how many seasons of The Office were there? I believe eight. Do you remember in that eight, episode nine? where he gets hit and he's like, oh, oh, game over, game over. Whoever was the highest score wins. That was you. Be that as it may. Um, <laughs> so I'm Why curious. Nobody tell me this was such a good show. Yeah, we he, tried more. We tried. That's when he picked Stan, <laughs> Michael Scott picked Stanley to be on his team just because he thought because Stanley's black that right. he was a good ball player. Right. <laughs> Do you remember the episode where the the woman was trying to sell purses and he was offering to drive her home and then someone else was going to drive her home so that he couldn't drive her home. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, uh, more so here's, episode, season uh, one, episode three, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh my God, Mo, you, you are know, hardcore. It was Amy Adams. That's that right. Was the uh, the, the actress sales, that played yeah. the? She was trying to sell a coffee machine. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm curious, yeah, yeah, yeah. curious, Maury. That see, you didn't even pay attention. No, no the no, coffee machine. She, he he made the espresso on the coffee machine, and then one dude comes came in going, "Isn't that supposed to be the prize for whoever sells the most?" He's like, "Yeah, I can clean it." Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious because <laughs> things often change as far as who your favorite characters are, but going in right now, having you're on season one, episode four of The Office, who are your favorite characters so far? I absolutely love Michael Scott. Okay. I'm like, oh, my, can you imagine in life if you were that awesome? That awesome? <laughs> I mean, everyone just sort of like, oh, that Michael. You know what I mean? No, he's an idiot. <laughs> I know, I love it. 
<laughs> you can you can relate or you can't relate. What are you oh, saying? Oh, I totally. I wish I was him. Well. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Andre, what's up, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, man, good. How's it going? Good. good. Ooh, Andre, so you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha FML, my best friend is getting married later this year, and I got passed up as best man. I'm upset about it because we are closer than the guy he chose for best man. And uh, I'm the one who basically hooked him up with his girl. Should I say something or leave it alone? Who did he pick for his best man? We have uh, like, there's a couple of us that hang out all the time. So it's another friend we, we do go out with. But, you know, they're not, I know they're not as close as he's, you know, there's always a third guy in the group that's not really close to everybody, but you still all hang out, you know? I don't know how to explain it. It's a weird... But how do you know that outside of hanging out as a group that he's not, like, really, really tight with that other dude? Like, how do you know that they don't, like, text all the time or that they don't hang out outside of when you all hang out collectively? When we hang out, it's always collectively. Like, we, because we are so busy, it's like when we do have time, we all go out together. And this guy talks to me about how the my friend that passed me up for best man does not text him. Oh. <laughs> so why why do you think that he passed you up as best man and asked this other guy? I honestly don't know if it has so much to do with him as it does with his wife because she's very like controlling of what he does and she basically tells him what to do. I was just going to say, does the wife or the fiance like this other guy more than she likes you? I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. Oh, so I think you have your answer right there, bro. That, that happens, man. I will. I will say. I will say this. Do I think that you should bring it up with him? No, definitely not before the wedding at yeah. all. At, yeah. at, at all. Because then that's gonna that's gonna be weird between you and him, and it's gonna be weird between him and his future wife because he may bring it up with her, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and you know, if if you feel that this may affect your friendship in a way, if something like not getting picked for best man affects your friendship i don't think your friendship is as strong as you thought it was going into this um but i will say this to you and anybody else who's in this situation whether you don't get asked to because there's a lot of times man where somebody is somebody's best man or somebody is somebody's maid of honor and then that other person turns around and gets married and they don't offer that best man or maid of honor role to the person that they were in their wedding yeah that happens all the time and everybody's in unique situations but i will say this if you're part of a wedding party are you going into that and you have questions or hurt feelings or whatever it is before you do or say anything? You need to ask yourself this question, and that is, am I making my friend's wedding all about me right now? Yeah, that's what I didn't want to do. I obviously don't want to make it about me. That's why I'm trying not to say anything. That's why I figured I'd ask. Should I get some advice? You know, if you love them and you're great friends, you will take whatever role and crush it. And be there for him in whatever capacity he needs you to be there for him. Understood. I don't know. You have anything yeah. else to? I mean, no, that's perfect. I didn't have. I, I didn't have best men. I didn't have all this stuff. So uh, you, you have Mocha. So I don't know. Like I don't know if how see, often feelings do get hurt in situations. Here's like this. what I did. I picked my dad as my best man. There you go. Right. So and all my dudes were like totally cool with it. Right. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, if any, safe move. If any of them had anything to say, they at least didn't say it to me. Maybe they talked about it behind my back. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but everything was totally fine. But yeah, Andre, I think I think you're totally fine here in this situation. Uh, as Ross said, don't make it about yourself. Uh, just be happy yeah. for your friend and the future that he's going to have with this 
terrible person that he chose to marry. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like you anyway, Who doesn't like, yeah, so. <laughs> Does that help a bit, Andre? Yeah, yeah, it helps. Uh, like, I can't really talk to anybody else about it, you know, because yeah, yeah. it's hard. I don't want to go back to him, right? I'm trying not to make it awkward. It's just, For sure. Yeah, and that's the last so thing weird. you want to do is is make it awkward, especially in the group of friends if you guys are so, so tight. You don't want it to be uh, next time you guys get together after that conversation for it to be weird. Yeah, it's definitely what I didn't want to do. But yeah. listen, Andre, honestly, if if you ever want to talk to anybody about anything, then you always call Roz and Mocha. Perfect. Appreciate it, guys. Right, right on. Take care, man. You too. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Want to do Luke Perry real quick? Oh, heck yeah. So, Luke Perry passed away. Um, he had a stroke last Wednesday, and they I guess they rushed him to the hospital. He's 52. And the story that came out after he passed was that he never did regain consciousness after the stroke. Oh, man. So they had said he was pretty much done when he arrived at the hospital last week, and I guess it took them a few days to just get everything in. you have any in. health problems whatsoever? I don't know. I don't know a lot about strokes. I don't know a lot about a stroke that'll kill you. I know, I, I've heard stories and have talked to people mm-hmm. who have had strokes, but... Like, was he ever... I don't ever remember him unless behind closed doors or I, don't I just know. don't know his life that much. But was he ever like into drugs or like but smoking I don't know. or anything like that? I think like, he smoked. I think they all yeah. smoked. Priestley smoked. I think everybody smoked back then. But I don't know if he still does smoke. Yeah. And, and I don't know a lot about strokes. Like like I said, I don't know what causes a stroke so severe that it kills you almost instantly or at least leaves you brain dead that, to the point of where you never regain consciousness. But, um, but so I, I don't know if he sort of passed away yesterday because of the effects of it or if he was on life support or some sort of yeah. ventilator that they then just took him off. I know that his uh, all his family and, and friends and his fiance and his ex-wife and his kids and everybody else were, were there with him. Um, I love those guys, man. I love yeah, Jason Priestley. I love Luke Perry. And I interviewed them together a few years ago and it was for a fan expo, and they had asked me if I would go and moderate this panel, and I oh. never do this stuff. Oh, my God. I love those panels because right? the fans get so passionate, yeah. right? And, and 90210 has, has oh, just like dude. an insane worldwide following. Yeah, and I, ne- I never do. I never do this stuff, and I'm, I never have a bucket list of interviews of people that I want to do anything, but when I got to the opportunity to ask Luke Perry and Jason Priestley all the 90210 questions that I ever would want to ask them. Because for years, you have to understand, for years they wanted nothing to do with 90210. Yeah. If you brought it up, they would walk out of the room if yeah. they were promoting anything. For years, they, and then as they got older, they both embraced it and became very cool about it. And so that was the conversation we had that day, and then I interviewed them uh, for ET afterwards. But um, I don't know, you have a bunch of clips there. I don't oh. know what you want to go through. My car's over there. Yeah. There are 20,000. Oh, this one, uh, I think they were talking about oh. having to leave the set or leave an appearance. No, it was Yeah, it was leave a mall or leave a hotel and um, they had to put Luke Perry because you have to remember, and if and if you don't, if you're not that sort of millennial, I mean, if that Gen X, but you're more of like the Luke Perry Riverdale thing. Yeah, Jason Priestley and Luke Perry were bigger than Bieber. Oh yeah, okay, like that bigger, sort they were of like, they were like bigger than Bieber and Shawn Mendes combined. Yeah, like it was crazy. And so this was a story of how they had to get Luke Perry out of a hotel uh, to get to his car by putting him in a laundry basket. My car is over there. Yeah. There are 20,000 people between me and it. The best way for me to get there now, Missy, is for me to jump <laughs> yeah, in this thing. 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 You pile that <laughs> on top of me. 
you jump in this thing, you pile that stuff on top of me, and let's just go. Yeah. And, that, and I never intended it to be, it just, there happened to be a bin there. I jumped in it, threw the stuff on, she just started pushing. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. What is your relationship with fame now? Do you hate it? Have you hated it? Have you come I, to I try not to it? give it that kind of power, that kind of energy. No. I, I think I'm coming to terms. It, it exists. It's in the, you know, it's it's on the table. I know, but I you just don't wake up thinking about it. Oh, man. And I'll tell you, one of the cool things about Luke Perry is that he is so important to two generations. It's the Gen X generation yeah. that grew up with 90210, and it's the younger sort of millennial generation right now that love him on Riverdale. Riverdale, yeah. And he understands the importance of Riverdale to that younger generation because if you remember when they were putting together this reboot of 90210 that's going to air on Fox in the summer, Luke Perry said no because he was doing Riverdale. Yeah. You, so You don't want to cross. So he picked Riverdale of over course. 90210 because he understands that younger audience. Massive, and he, and he, massive show. Yeah, and he always and he always has. So yeah. it was super sad, man. R.I.P. Luke Perry. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So did you see this story about the guy on the flight from Vancouver to Toronto who's flying business class? And the plane couldn't take off, and everybody had to get off the plane, Uh-oh. and he got kicked oh, off the flight. Can I guess? Yeah. He farted. No. And it stinks. No. No, uh, that, that has happened, though. Okay. He wanted um, alcohol, and they wouldn't serve it to him because the plane was still grounded. No, 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 no. It just let me, let me, I need you to, to fully understand how much of a... Classic, pretentious. Everything that people think people who fly in business class are, yeah. this guy turns out to be, and he gives everybody else a bad name. He wanted champagne and they wouldn't give it to him? No, he wanted fish. There was no fish option. Sorry, what? He looked at the menu, yeah. realized that there was no fish option Okay. for the meal. And what, he caused a, a ruckus over that? He caused a, a, no fish? No fish. Bruh. Okay. Okay. It's not that long of a flight. You can fly with no fit. <laughs> right? No. He, it's a five-hour flight or four, I guess, from Vancouver to Toronto. It's less than five. You're yeah. talking like 440. Yeah. Right? And it would be impossible for this gentleman to go 440 without fish. So, so he caused enough of a ruckus that they had to kick him off the plane. Then it was delayed so long that they actually had to change flight crew because the current flight crew, if they wound up doing the flight, would go into heavy overtime. So they had to release the current flight crew, bring in another flight crew. Then the passengers got to board the plane Five hours late. Oh, my God. All because this man couldn't get fish? Right. Holy cow. And I'm telling you, I stand with Fish Man on this one. No, you do not. I'm kidding. I'm don't you come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to give up. Our phone number, our Twitter, our text, your phone number. Yeah. And, and, you know what, and you know what the interesting thing is, too? is when, crazy, when, when you are in business class, the vast majority of people who fly business class are not paying that ticket themselves. Yeah. Right, it's sure. either it's either an upgrade or it's comped or it's from some company paying for it, whatever it is. Very few people who are flying Toronto Vancouver alone. Do we know what was said? Well, he didn't want. He doesn't eat meat, and he didn't no. want bread. And he's saying, "Well, I paid so much to be in first class. Yeah. I'm allowed to have a uh-huh. meal. Why are you not catering to everybody's dietary restrictions?" Yeah. But did he not? 
sorry, okay. what he should have done in advance was make sure that he contacted the airline to say, here's what I don't eat, here's what I would like. Yeah. Okay. Is that is it possible to have that option for well, Why couldn't he just go with the the veggies and dip? Also, let me tell you something, okay? And I may I don't want to go in on vegetarians, okay. right? 925555 if you want to text. If you're going to be a vegetarian, you got to you got to be a vegetarian. Okay? Don't tell me you're a vegetarian and then complain there's no fish. What? Just deal with what's on the menu? No. No, if you're a vegetarian, you don't eat anything that is alive. Yeah. Oh, right. If you're a vegetarian, don't complain that there's no fish. Oh, yeah, true. Right? Yeah. Bothers me. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Have a glass of wine. They will bring you the whole bottle if you want it in first class. Oh, yeah. You just tell them to put it under a napkin and then you stick it. Anyway, you'll figure that out on your own. Okay? (laughs) I don't want to give up any secrets. (laughs) Life hacks with Ross. The Ross and Mocha Show Podcast. Um, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. The number one word looked up yesterday was self-made. What? Was the word self-made or a self-made word? Because Forbes officially named Kylie Jenner as the world's youngest self-made billionaire. Damn. I I would argue that, though. Well, yeah, so... Here's what Merriam-Webster's Dictionary says about self-made. Self-made is defined as, quote, made such by one's own actions, especially having achieved success or prominence by one's own efforts. So everybody was like, Kylie Jenner, self-made, that doesn't seem right to me. And Forbes then had to release what they consider self-made. So Mm. we're going now against words matter. This is why you always hear this. Right? So self-made is an actual thing. And you can't take something and then make a new thing out of it to sort of suit your narrative. Agreed. Like that's what you can't do. So what Forbes does is they have a list of 10 things that would classify somebody as self-made. Like number one is like, eh, it's kind of debatable, but like you still make the case for self-made. And then number 10 is 100% self-made. Okay. So somebody like Oprah is a number 10 on their list. Right. So Oprah grew up wildly poor, single mother, she is fought like through abuse to the, become the, the, queen. The, the true definition of started from the bottom. Right. So Oprah is at 10. Kylie Jenner they have at 7, oh, which God. to me is really high on that list. So Kylie Jenner, they say, self-made who got a head start from wealthy parents and moneyed and a moneyed background. Yeah, that's not self-made though. It's not simple. Kylie Jenner joined the family business. I get that. And they also have people on this list who then joined the family business where they didn't ultimately make a decision that gave them millions of dollars. Again, I would argue that's not exactly self-made. I would even argue the fact that she joined the family business as she was, the decision was made by her parents at a young age that she would be a part of the family business family empire because she was so small when Keeping Up with the Kardashians started. Right, right. Right, so she was put into that position, not by her choice, but by her mother. Right, she started life on third base. Oh, yes. Right, and to me, when you have that sort of privilege, like when you start talking self-made, and and I know people throw around the word privilege, but when you start talking self-made, there has to be a case of achievements that were extraordinary because it wasn't expected of you. 
it's expected of Kylie Jenner to be a millionaire in that family. Of course. Because you have access to lawyers and people who run a business for you. And like Kylie Jenner only has less than 15 people in her business and she outsources everything for her makeup line. Of course she does. Right? Which is fine. I'm not saying the girl doesn't deserve her money. That's what I'm... I'm, I'm not get saying, money, Kylie, get, God, get your money, course. run your business. Heck yeah. But to say self-made, especially... Like when they start saying that Kylie Jenner became a self-made billionaire younger than Mark Zuckerberg did. Feel however you want about Mark Zuckerberg. If he's creepy, if he's spying on you, whatever else. Mark Zuckerberg is 1,000% more self-made than Kylie Jenner is. The, sure. Like The only thing that they have in common as far as their paths is nothing. I would even argue that like, yeah, he was in Harvard. Like, you know, you got to be a fairly special individual to go to Harvard, Harvard, right? But to say Kylie Jenner self-made is crazy. So yeah, so yesterday the term self-made was the number one search definition wow. on uh, on the uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Watching this footage of a car getting towed the other day uh, because a streetcar couldn't get past. The car was parked on the side of the road. Yeah, in downtown Toronto, and. The streetcar with people on it had to back up, delaying services. Oh, and they ended up. God. They had to call the police in order to get the car towed. So no streetcars could get by on McCall. Right. right. Until this car was towed. But I'm looking at the footage and everyone's like, look at this person that's parked over on the side of the road here, blocking the streetcar mm-hmm. and saying nasty things. But when I look at the footage, I don't know what time of day this was. So I don't know if the car was not supposed to be parked on the side of the street during the time the streetcar was trying to get by. Yeah. Because there is that window that you can yeah. park on the street. Yeah. But it, it doesn't look like the snow in that area had properly been cleared. Right. That on happens. On the side of the road. Yeah, exactly. Right? You get the snow... It rains, it turns into yep. ice, you get more snow, and it just piles on. And when plows go by, they don't necessarily get to clear all of the snow. Hey. So to me, looking at this footage, it looks like the car was as far over close to the curb as it could be. Right. Without actually parking like on the sidewalk. Yeah. See, for me, I look at that and I go, you know, if you were on a bus, you'd be home by now. That's true. Right? <laughs> Buses can maneuver. Yeah. That's why I we're too congested for streetcars in the city. Unless you have dedicated roads for streetcars. For sure. Or completely dedicated lanes. Spadina streetcars are fine. I got no problem with Spadina streetcars. Even okay. even the, the streetcars on the King Pilot area. I got no problem with that. But when you start doing streetcars up and down McCall and they got to turn on these narrow streets and snowstorm oh, and everything else. Oh, mad narrow. Listen, Holmes, if, you'd be, if you were on a bus, you'd be home by now. I yeah. saw this footage and I was like, oh my God, this could have been me because I parked there to return a costume the day before. Or is it right by Malabar? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I don't know. It's, we got streetcars and we got snow. We had the yeah. worst snow. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to freak out on a guy for trying to park? But didn't the streetcar I mean, have to go backwards? Yeah, that's what I said. The I've never seen reverse. a streetcar go backwards before. The streetcar had to reverse all the way. I didn't know streetcars could go backwards. But That's uh, like watching a cat walk backwards. Yeah, You're like, so, what the hell's going that's on weird. I don't know. I don't know you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was forward only. Uh, but the way to fix that problem is then just don't have street parking there. <sighs> but you can't do that, right? Yeah. 
But how are you, you supposed to go that. into Malabar's and rent a costume? Yeah, no, you can't. It's like it's that's money, right? Yeah, you, you're not gonna, you can't cut that out. So everyone that is on Twitter and freaking out on this person who parked their Santa Fe oh, people legally, love hate, people love hating on somebody who parks or uh, leave that person car. alone, right? And Leave I that person it. alone. I get it. There's too many people. It's not there's too many cars. There's too many people in this city. You can't move. The design of this city isn't designed to move this many. I remember not that long ago, like within 10 years, where if you needed to get across the city fast from the DVP to Bathurst. Yeah. You could fly down Richmond right For up sure. until about 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't get now from the DVP on Richmond to Young in less than like 15 minutes. Yeah. More than that, I would say Dude, some, I drove, some days. I drove along Richmond just from Jarvis to university a, a yesterday and it took me 35 minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. that oh, used to be. It, the city is way too congested. Oh, it used to be like, it, almost, it was a secret passage. Richmond yeah. used to be like yeah. it really was. Yeah, it was fantastic. So now you're these... at Richmond and University, and you're there for 20 minutes. Well, it's because cabs park on the side, and everyone's turning left on University from the middle lane. There's so many problems in this city. They shouldn't let condo builders take up a lane of traffic for oh. three years while building their condo. Thank you. Move the condo back. Thank you. Right. Move your, move your move your setback laws back. If you need that much room for construction, where you build that sort of canopy thing at a scaffolding and plywood, and it takes up the sidewalk and a lane of traffic for three years. No, you can't do that in New York. You can't do that in other cities. No, it's you illegal. You a condo. They don't let you take up a lane of traffic for three years. Yeah, no. Are you crazy? You park that crane somewhere else. Yeah. Right? Figure it out. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Let me read you this story about an Uber driver in Seattle who gives his customers a menu when they get into the car. What? Yeah. I love it so already. You, not for food, but what Uh-oh. kind? What kind of ride you would like to have? Oh, okay, this is fun, right? Yeah, because if you notice when you take an Uber, you sometimes get a couple word review, not just a star review, but like okay. a, a, an actual review known for great conversation. Sure. They'll save some drivers. Uh, speaks multiple languages. They oh. save hard of hearing for some. Drivers. Yeah. They give you like a little clue as to who you're getting into a car with, okay, okay. but not enough to actually figure them out as a person. Uh-huh. Uh, so this guy, you get into his car and he'll give you a menu or you pull it out of the, the slot in the back seat. And options are the silent ride. Okay. That's option one, which involves uh, none of the usual chit chat. The guy's name, by the way, is Yuri. So Yuri keeps his mouth shut completely. Mm. Right. Uh, Another option is the creepy ride. He said that this is the least popular option, where Yuri says only one passenger has ever picked that option, which involves him making disturbing comments such as, you smell different when you're awake. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yuri. Uh, there's the therapy ride, uh-huh. where he says that uh, if somebody has something on their mind, he'll help you talk through it. Oh, yeah? Right? Just like Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. Yeah, it's at Yuri, 7.30 every day. Yuri Fix My Life. <laughs> uh, and then he says, finally, there's the rude ride, oh, which no. involves Yuri being as nasty as possible. Oh, no. What, just hurling insults at you? I guess so. <laughs> Who would want that? <laughs> Who would want that? I might that? take that, though. Like, on a really? short trip. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking the I'm not taking the rude ride to the airport or anything <laughs> like that, right? That's <laughs> a long drive. That'll ruin a vacation. Yeah. But if I just had to, like, you know, dip up the street in a snowstorm, or whatever, I may I may take the rude ride. Sure. Just for just for kicks. Because there's nothing that says that you have to be rude back. 
Right. right? You don't have to fight. It's not a... It's you just, could sit there... Si- <laughs> you could pick... Option one for yourself, Thank the you. silent ride, yes. but then option whatever it was, number four, yes. for Yuri to you like holler at you. Yes, and I do enjoy, you know me, I like uh, I like chit-chat. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy chit-chat with Uber drivers, but I sometimes feel that um, it, it's lost what it used to be. Because talking with an Uber driver a few years ago was great because a lot of people had just started out. But now I, I get Uber drivers now where I look and they've done 15,000 rides. Yeah. Do you think they want me to ask, so you drive full-time or part-time? Yeah, exactly. You think they want me to ask that? Yeah. No, they don't. They don't offer you gum anymore. No water? Uh, sometimes like sometimes there's water now. Man, yeah. you used to get into an Uber. I swear oh, to God. You would get God, in that- it was like a hotel. Oh, <laughs> it was amazing. Little, nice little basket right next to you. It was. That had gum, oh, water, napkins. Oh, I got it. You know what you get now? I got in an Uber the other day yeah. that had, uh, you know those things that you can put over the back seat, all the different compartments in oh, it? Oh, yeah. They used to get like, there would be books and magazines and sure. gum and water, everything else. Now this guy had one over the back passenger seat yeah. with about 40 compartments in it. Yeah. Every compartment was empty except for one. Okay. And in that compartment was an open Dixie cup just full of toothpicks. <laughs> that is so gross. The Roz Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, it looks like Idris Elba is joining the DC Cinematic Universe That's and what? replacing Will Smith as Deadshot in the sequel to Suicide Squad. That's a good choice. I didn't even think of Idris Elba. But now that I know, yeah. he is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a great, that's a, and I'm, I'm actually really quite pumped to see um, Idris Elba work with James Gunn because I think that they're, I think that Idris Elba's style and James Gunn's style are perfect for each other. Yeah, dude. Like perfect for each other. So is Idris Elba going to get the, the James Bond gig or what? Do we know yet? What as James Bond? Yeah, remember no. there was like a the... yeah that's been going that's been going on for years. Um, I don't... and there was like a, a big well it's kind of because... online rally for him over you yeah. know like six months ago. The way that the the way everything is going now, I when when it started when this whole Idris Elba thing started, like you have to understand that it's been going on for years. Yeah, because Daniel Craig does a James Bond movie and then he says, "I'm sick of this, f this stuff. I'm out of here. I'm never doing this again." And then he does another one, which takes another three years and then another oh, three I years. Uh, I would almost say that Idris Elba is too old to play James Bond now. You think so? Well, not not that he's too old currently, but you need by the somebody, time he's you, ready to film. You, you, well, no, but you need somebody who's going to commit to like three movies. Yeah. And I think that when you're looking to build a whole new franchise for a whole new, dare I say, generation of people, I think that you're going to get somebody who's a little bit who's a little bit younger. Daniel Craig wasn't. How old was Daniel Craig when he first started doing oh, James God. Bond? I don't know because that's years ago that now. That Daniel ago. Craig, yeah, for sure. You know, started James Bond, uh, and you sort of grow in that role. Kind of like how, um, like how old did your Tom Cruise? What he did with his character in. Mission Impossible. Yeah, You kind of want that. Like, Idris Elba right now is 46. Yeah. Right? So what, that, by the time he's, let's just say, if they select him to be the next James Bond. So he's going to be 48 by the time that James Bond is released. Then he'll go and shoot another one. He'll probably be 51 by the time that comes out. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. No, Sean Conn, sure. like, there's been guys that have been, you know, older in the role. I'm just saying that from a business point of view and building a franchise, and I'm not saying that he wouldn't be a great James Bond. The way that I thought that they should have changed James Bond, if you're going to change James Bond, yeah. I think that the way to do it 
is because a lot of people have said, well, why can't James Bond be a woman? And you're like, well, because James Bond's not a woman, dingbat, right? Mm-hmm. We, it's, it's a character that we all know. I'm not saying he can't be a black guy. I'm not saying he can't be anything else. But what I thought would have been cool is if they suddenly revealed all these years later that James Bond wasn't actually a person, but James Bond was a code name. And sure. therefore, you could slide anybody into that role. You could have Any a female. Agent. You could have a female James Bond. Yeah. Because at that point, James Bond is the code name. Sure. Right. And so you could then fill that with anyone. And I think that that would be awesome. But of course, you would never do that because it goes against everything that the character was. James Bond is the actual person. But I thought that that's a way where you could switch it up and then populate to that. kind of evolve the character. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Where you where you could do that without well, you know sort of pissing everybody off. Yeah, because that's what's that's what's going to happen. But I love Idris Elba, and I'm I'm so pumped to see Idris Elba in uh... Daniel Craig's first movie was in 2005 when he was 36. Yeah, 36. So oh, he had, wow. he's got 10 he had 10 yeah. years on Idris Elba. Right. So, uh, yeah. I'm happy though that Warner Brothers has decided to add Idris Elba to the uh, DC Cinematic Universe. Oh, hell yeah, and replacing Will Smith as Deadshot in the sequel for Suicide Squad. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. No way. It is. How are you? Oh my God. I'm good, and you? Good. What's your name? My name is Stephanie. Stephanie. So, Ron, oh Stephanie gosh, sent us this text just now. I just want you guys to know how much I love the show. I listen to the podcast all day, every day. No joke. I listen to old podcasts. <laughs> until your new one comes out on Fridays. It makes me so sad when you guys go on vacation because I have to wait longer for a new podcast to come out. Not saying you shouldn't go, but just know that we miss you when you are not on the air. Keep making us laugh. P.S. I haven't had a chance to listen to the show live this week. Please tell me that Mocha and Maury have made up and quote, let bye guys be bye guys. (laughs) So you're obviously referring to when Mocha unfollowed or blocked Maury on social media and Maury was super hurt by it. Yes, and the last that I've heard, he's not forgiven Mocha. You know, I had a thought, like in a a Tiffany. Yeah, Yeah, you had a Tiffany, sure. (laughs) Oh my God. Mocha, like, I love the guy to death, but I'm shocked that at no point has he said, dude, I'm sorry. Oh, it still hasn't happened. No, no, he hasn't. Like, I want to, I don't want to forgive him because, like, there's no forgiveness. Like, I want to just move on and, ha, 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 it was so funny. But at no point has Mocha been like, dude, I was trying to be funny, I'm sorry. Yeah, but what does he have to be sorry about? Hurting my feelings. Are you ever going to get over it, though? No, but here's the thing. Whether he agrees that my feelings should be hurt or not feelings were hurt, you say sorry. Like when you go to AA, one of the steps is you apologize to everyone. Yeah, but but then you but but the first step is admitting that you have a problem. I don't think that Mocha is thinking he did anything wrong because he no, didn't I'm, do anything wrong. No, I'm just I'm just using the fourth example from AA right. as an example here, not um, the first. So so has Mocha apologized? Mocha, have you apologized to Mori at all? Stephanie, what do you think? I think no. Right. Yeah, you're damn right, Stephanie. Yeah. But I and see I it in his like eyes that he wants happen. to. No, I don't. Nah. For what? I didn't do anything wrong. What does Mocha have to apologize for? Articulate this right now, more. Mocha needs to just say sorry for the fact that I didn't take it as a joke and it hurt my feelings. No, if anything... Be that as it may and funny as it may. You should be the one that says, oh I'm my. sorry 
I didn't realize it was a joke and right. I took it too seriously. Also, it's social media. Like and more, you were at that real p- life. That morning, you were texting me. I was not going to come in. Talking about how you needed to not come in and do the show that day. Because in my mind, Mocha was legit angry right. and something was wrong. I never went to joke. I thought something was seriously wrong and I was going to come in here and I was afraid of what he was going to do to okay. me. So when you realized, right, yeah. that that situation happened, yeah. why did you not text me when you saw that you were blocked as opposed to start texting Roz in a private conversation. I agree with oh, that. I did text. I texted to you and said, I think there's something wrong with your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and then you texted me the screenshot of where he was blocked, and that's when you stopped talking to Mocha and you only talked to me. Oh, because at that point oh, I realized, boy. no, there's nothing wrong with his Instagram. There's something wrong with right. me. Right. So then I had to screenshot our conversation and send it to Mocha. New revolution. Yes. You didn't tell me that till just now. <laughs> of course revolution. not. <laughs> Well, now you all need to say sorry to me. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. Absolutely <laughs> not. Maury, I think you handled it a little immaturely. Yeah, oh, wow. thank you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I do love geez. you, though. I do love you, though. Okay, you know, I'm going to be the big guy here. Yeah. I'm going to be the big guy here. I'm sorry I didn't take that as a joke. You know, looking back, it was funny. No, I'm what? very sensitive. You still don't die. You don't you even believe, believe your own you're words, right bro. No, I'm lying out of my ass, but yeah. I just want to yeah. be the guy that says See? sorry. Okay. Well, He's it doesn't, trying. He's trying. It doesn't mean anything if you don't mean it. Yeah. No, but I'm just being the bigger guy and saying it. Yeah. No, what? being the bigger guy <laughs> oh would be to recognize that it was a joke and that you are the one that took the situation too far. I recognize it's a joke. I still think it's like right. not funny. Maury has apologized so few times in his life. Watching Maury say sorry is like so awkward. It's like watching a dog hump. Football. <laughs> <laughs> it is so awkward. <laughs> hey, Stephanie, oh uh, thank you very much for texting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being so dedicated. Uh, between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh my goodness, I knew this was coming. I actually, I love all three of you, not going to lie, but my favorite is Roz. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank and you, I girl. know, like, I don't have any weird reasons. I'm not going to make up any little names so he can make get made fun of. Okay. I love Roz. Uh, thank you so much, love. I love you, too. Thank you, guys. Keep making us laugh. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Chris Hiller? Yo, Chris, it's Roz and Mocha. What's your problem, bro? <laughs> You guys are terrible, man. Come on. Chris. Come on. What's up, dude? I know. I, my wife's got this channel on every morning. Yeah. yeah. What are you eating right now? It's killing me. What are you eating? I'm eating bacon. No, come on. Oh. Pause for one second when the phone rings. Can I read right. you, Roz, what Chris texted us just now? Yeah. My wife has a station on as our alarm every morning. <laughs> Followed by puke face emoji. Oh, wow. Followed by, can someone please make it stop or inject some testosterone and comedy into the talent? Jeez. These three, quote, dudes, and I use the term very loose, are pathetic, gossipy, unfun, and wow. lame. Wow. Peace out. Oh, wow, bro. Come on, man. Chris, why are you so mad this morning? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, what happened? Is everything okay? You had a bad night? Yeah, it's all good, man. I just, you know, 
I need to change this channel. Why? I don't know. We don't know how to change the channel on the alarm clock. I know, but, but doesn't oh. your does, does your wife like us at least or no? Yeah, now she's yelling at. Okay, where? Okay, oh. go get. What's, what's your wife's name? What's your wife's name? What's your wife's name? Oh, I'm not telling you. Now, what's her name? I'm already in enough trouble, man. Now, what's her name? No, I can't tell okay, you. Okay, then go go put her on why, the phone. Why? Why are you in phone. trouble, no. Chris? Why are you in trouble by your wife? Because we called you out. No, I don't mind you calling you out. Calling me out, but you can't get my wife involved. No, why? Well, you got your wife involved. That's how your text yeah, started, I guess bro. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't so, get your so wife now involved. Now you get in trouble for something else, Chris. Yeah, I hear you there. Okay, go put anyway. your put your wife on the phone for us for one second. I'm not putting my wife on the Come phone. Come on, we like to speak to our fans. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Why? It's Why? Not gonna happen. You think that I'm because you, you, you think that I'm uh, uh, there's too much man going on right now? There's not enough man going oh, on. Oh, right okay. Here we go. We need so, some like car talk or something. Car talk. Car talk okay. I don't know. You guys are gossiping about the Bachelor and oh, hot show. God. It's a hot show. Yeah. All right, Chris, we will give you the platform right now. Your knowledge of cars, go yeah, for it. I don't know. I'm not a radio host. I know, you guys what, figure it out. No, but what do you want to hear? We want to help you, bro. What do you want to hear? I, know, man, I just want some, maybe some sports talk, you know, a little bit of hockey talk. All right, you well, Leafs from Vancouver stuff. tonight. Leafs from Vancouver. What hey. do you think their chances are okay. uh, in the postseason this year? I think they're great. I think we've got a great shot. Okay. Maury was actually really well. just telling me this morning that he has a fantastic story he was going to do on men's water polo. <laughs> what? What? That's okay. not, that's not yeah. sport enough for you? No, that's terrible. Oh, okay. I can't okay. be alone in this. How about I this? The only guy How about this, Chris? Chris, you want to talk morning. cars? You want to talk cars? Yeah. Did you hear about the most expensive new car that... Bugatti made one of one and actually sold it, and they're not saying who the buyer is, but it taxes in. It's nineteen million dollars. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a muscle car guy. I'm not really a Bugatti oh, kind of guy. Oh my gotcha. So you, what, you want me to look up like muscle car news you wanna, now? What do you want to talk about? Like IROX? IROX? Yeah, I don't think that's really <laughs> muscle car. But. Come on, man. Whatever, man. What you like? What was that other hot car that uh, that everybody used to drive? That you ever used to drive in the back in the day? Oh, a uh, a Fiero. You want to talk Fieros? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Fiero. You can't go wrong there. Huh? Yeah, man. All right, listen. Yeah, I know. I know muscle cars. <laughs> Chris, yeah. I think we covered all bases. We talk sports. All right. Well, yeah. maybe you right? convert me a little bit. We talk cars and, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit of Bachelor with all you. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's working. That's getting a little better for okay. sure. Okay. Who do you think is going to win The Bachelor? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure, bro. All right, Chris, listen, bro. Thank you very much for your text. All right, man. All right, thanks, boy. Thank you for taking time to uh, to chat with us. You know we love you, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm coming around, man. I'm coming around. All right, buddy. Have a good day. All right, man. Take it easy. Jeez. All right, my Himoka, you ready? Yeah. Let's do that news. A Roz and Mocha show and Kiss ninety two five news break. Um, Drake's dad did an interview. Uh oh. With Variety, I think Drake's dad and Meghan Markle's dad should start hanging out. Uh-oh, uh-oh, what happened? Because here's what Drake's dad said to Variety. When the topic of R. Kelly came up... Oh, no! Drake's dad says this. He's a good friend of mine. I wish him the best. I hate that this is happening to him. There's a reason why women come out after the fact. He has my support 100%. Oh, no! <laughs> you know, Drake texted his dad right away. He'd be like, Dad, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
Shut up. Doing? Just wear your nice suits and keep your mouth shut. And they were like, well, if you're going to talk about R. Kelly, might as well get him to talk about Jesse Smollett. When talking oh, about Jesse no. Smollett, Drake's dad says this, that Jesse has been misunderstood. That the story came out about Jesse in Chicago is just not true. Jesse's a friend of mine also. Oh my God. <laughs> They've have totally so- reconstructed his story. He loves famous people, this guy. Maybe even more than Maury. You- Drake's dad loves hanging out with famous Listen, people. you have too many friends. Dr. Seuss books. Yeah. Are they racist? Are they racist? Yes, according to a new study. What? So according to a new study at a St. Catherine University, they analyzed 50 books and more than 2,200 characters created by Dr. Seuss over the, uh, of those characters, only 45 are of color. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, come on. But then they give this, uh, the presence of anti-blackness, orientalism, and white supremacy span across Dr. Seuss' entire library. Uh, they say, for example, in the original version of the story, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, a Chinese man is drawn with chopsticks and a bowl of rice in his hand, bright yellow skin, slanted eyes, and a long black braid. You're like, oh, geez, okay. And then they say research also found that Dr. Seuss only ever wrote about two human black characters, and both are depicted as monkeys. <gasps> yeah, so you're like, oh, geez. But again, it's all these stories. Like you go back and all these stories are either racist or they're horrifically violent. Like every, the origins of all of this stuff that you have today are terrible. Like they're, they're, they're terrible. Okay. So, uh, Steven Spielberg has really lit a fire in Hollywood over the weekend. Uh Oh, what are you doing now? So he is now trying to get the Academy to change the rules for what would qualify for awards consideration because he doesn't want movies or doesn't think movies that debut on Netflix should be eligible for Academy Award consideration. Oh, really? Because Roma was a Netflix film. And oh, yeah, that's he, right. And, and Alfonso Cuaron won Best Director, won a ton of Academy Awards. And Steven Spielberg would like to put an end to that because I guess he's... Uh, Old school and film that, purist and thinks that uh, movies should be in movie theaters. Uh, I don't agree with that. So what he says is that there should be an exclusive theatrical window of at least four weeks before something can be considered uh, for Academy Awards. So a movie mm. like Roma would have to be in theaters for four weeks before it debuts <sighs> on Netflix. I don't agree. No! I think whatever the platform that you're watching a movie, a movie is still a movie. And I'll tell you where Steven Spielberg's entire argument falls apart, which is the Academy Awards, the SAG Awards, the Golden Globe Awards, everything. Yeah. Every awards show. But let's stick with the Academy Awards. Sure. The Academy Awards are voted on by members of the Academy. When it's award show season, they to their homes are sent DVDs of all the movies. Yeah, they're not sitting in the theater at a screening room at a movie production house or wherever watching these films. They're watching it like on the TVs or the tablets or the computers. They base their judgment for what should win an Academy Award by watching a DVD on their television at home. And you're telling me that a movie on Netflix shouldn't be eligible at that point? Yeah. When every Academy Award is decided because somebody watched a DVD? No. Yeah. I have no argument. No, I agree. You have no argument. Yeah. I'm starting to think that at one time, somebody asked Pete Davidson 
who his top five were. You know, oh, you know no. when you say like, "Hey, who's your top five? Like, who would you? Who's on your celebrity top five list?" Yeah, right. I'm guessing at some point somebody asked Pete Davidson, but only he's just cruising through his in real life. <laughs> Because it was Ariana Grande. Yeah. They got then, engaged. Wasn't and then it like they, a model and after? Then they, and then they broke up. And now he was at a hockey game making out with Kate Beckinsale. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Kate Beckinsale, 45. Pete Davidson, 25. Pete Davidson, five years older than Kate Beckinsale's daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. You no, get no, yours, no, girl. No, listen, for sure. It's just so. But how would their worlds collide? They just. I don't know exactly. They just seem like complete opposite yes. ends of the spectrum that they would never, ever, yes. ever meet. Yes. Right? I'm yes. telling you, man, if he hooks up with Sofia Vergara, I'm like, he's absolutely tearing through <laughs> you his, his, I'm, he's tearing through his top five list. <laughs> 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 The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Kit Harrington was on uh, Colbert last night. Oh, yeah. I think Maury sent that in for you, Mocha. Yep. Um, talking about how he cried when he read the <gasps> what was to be the end of Game of Thrones. I was very uh, shocked and surprised at certain events unfolding, and then I then I blubbed my eyes out. Wow. And I cried. cried. Yeah, I cried. Wow. Right. right? God, I can't wait. The trailer came out yesterday, and oh man, it People looks freaking so, out. Huh? Oh, it looks so good. But now I got to go back and I got to rewatch the last season, the six episodes that they ran a couple of years ago. Because I just have no idea. All I know is that like the dragons are there, and there's there's one scene, <clears throat> there's one battle scene apparently in this new season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. That took them one battle scene that took them fifty five days to shoot. 55? Yeah. The the previous record on Game of Thrones for one of their epic battles was 26 days. <gasps> so there's one scene in Game of Thrones, one battle scene that took 55 days to shoot. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, did you watch this? Uh, you didn't watch any of the Michael Jackson documentary last night. I did not. No. It's, uh, I was watching Raptor Game. So a couple, a couple of the things. Uh, online, there is a... <clears throat> excuse me. A huge battle going on between Michael Jackson super fans and defenders, yeah, and people who maybe don't know or don't recall all the details from the original allegations and what was the civil case, and then the settlement and the FBI investigation. All that there's so it's so deep. It's such a deep story. But um, with uh, Wade and James, the two people who are the subject of Leaving Neverland the documentary that aired last night on um, HBO. These guys, they're not the ones responsible for, are they the ones that like put the documentary together? No, no, no. They're, they're just the subject of it. Yeah, Dan okay. Reed, Dan Reed's the director. Okay, gotcha. But a, a couple of things have come out of this uh, so far, which is one, BBC Radio in the UK has dropped all Michael Jackson's music. Whoa, are you serious? Yeah, and also um, Oprah taped a special called After Neverland with director Dan Reed, uh, James, and Wade, the two guys who accused Michael Jackson of molesting them. She taped a special that's going to air on the OWN Network and HBO after the documentary airs. No. So Oprah Winfrey is now siding with these two guys. The accusers, the yeah. accusers. <gasps> 
which I had always thought for some weird reason that Oprah had uh, was on the, the Michael Jackson side, but I, I don't I don't really recall. Um, but it's a, it's crazy. It's really really damaging. And a lot of the people who are defending Michael Jackson are uh, laying out a lot of the FBI investigation and denouncing the Vanity Fair investigation that happened. And facts are facts, and so on and so forth. And then the civil case that happened because everybody you know always leans towards the <clears throat> excuse me well he paid off people he paid like I don't even know like 20-30 million dollars in settlements yeah. and that was because partly because in California at the time you could file a civil suit before a criminal trial oh wow okay. and they changed those laws where you can no longer do that you, a civil suit has to follow a criminal trial yeah and at the time... The that anybody could just file a civil suit, yeah. right? So at the time, the civil suit was launched and Jackson was still anticipating a criminal trial. So he settled the civil suit so he wouldn't be found liable or, or guilty, I guess, responsible in the, in the civil case. So that's how, that all, that's how that all went down. But regardless of how you feel... There's things in the documentary and in the life of Michael Jackson that nobody is denying. And the things that nobody is denying that are that Michael Jackson was a grown man mm-hmm. who had sleepovers with little boys. That's the cold hard facts. Yeah. So regard like you can say whatever you want and you can defend and you can all this stuff. Everybody let that go on. And we would watch Michael Jackson parade these kids around like trinkets on stage and with them at appearances. And we knew that this house was full of kids and he loved kids and he was just a man child and he was like Peter Pan and never grew up. And we all knew kids were sleeping at Michael Jackson's house and nobody was like, wait a second here. This This is is a grown man who wants to have sleepovers with young children and parents. When you watch the parents in this video, one set of parents anyway, the one guy's mom is going through this and she's finding it hysterical. She's laughing the whole time. And I guess, you know, there's nervous laughter and there's everything else. Yeah, of course. But she even talks about how she was in in Neverland with them while Michael Jackson was having a sleepover with her son and she would sneak up and put her ear against the door so to see if she could hear what was going on in Are the room. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, it was closed-door sleepovers. Like, that's the facts, right? Wow. You can say whatever you want and what, he was con- what, what the FBI dug up and everything else, but the reality is that we all let a grown man have sleepovers with little boys and we thought it was cute. Since part one of the documentary on Michael Jackson aired last night, yeah. have any of his kids come out on social media to say anything? Because they, they're very, they are very vocal with defending their father. Yeah, they all did that, and so did uh, the the family, his brothers. They yeah. did that after the documentary aired at Sundance is when they came out to defend it. Oh, so right, I don't, I don't know right. what they, I don't know what they've said. I don't know what they've said in the past twenty four hours. Because that was a big firestorm when it happened. Yeah. At Sundance recently, so yeah. I mean, I can only imagine after part two airs tonight. Yeah, man, it'll be I, even more of that. I don't, I don't. It's so wild this story. It's yeah. so wild. But anyway, so and I didn't know Oprah was involved in this, but Oprah is involved. She taped the special after Neverland with both James and Wade. That's going to air, I guess, tonight after part two of the uh, Leaving Neverland documentary on HBO. Okay, we got to get right into this Gail King R. Kelly interview, man. Holy! How did she? Get him. Why did his lawyers let him do this? Not that I, I I'm not that I'm, I'm trying to help out R. Kelly. Oh, anyway. hell no. But 
Jeez. Like, there's a criminal case ongoing right now. And this is like letting R. Kelly sit down and talk to the police alone because anything he says in this interview is admissible. Of course. Whatever. Um, so where do you want to start? How many clips do you have over there of R. Kelly? Two? You have the two? Uh... I have one. One. Okay, go for it. So this is... Um, oh, I have two. I have you two. You have two. Okay, so uh, the, the interesting one with R. Kelly is his terminology and his phrasing when he talks about his past crime allegations and court case where he doesn't say that he's innocent or was exonerated. He chooses to say, I beat it. And, and correct me different. if I'm wrong, that you have never held anybody against their will. I don't need to. That, Why would I? Well, I'm, I'm, How stupid would never it be held for anybody. R. Kelly with all I've been through in my way, way past to hold somebody... Let alone four, five, six, fifty. You said, "I didn't." Is this camera on me? Yes, it's on. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Don't forget the blogs. Forget how you feel about me. Hate me if you want to. Love me if you want. But just use your common sense. Oh, right now I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement, and and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. Robert, Stop it, y'all! Uh, quit playing, quit okay. playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Wow. Right. So, and uh, here is when Gail um, tried to bring up the past allegations a court case they are still talking about you with underage girls do you still sit here and say you have never been with underage girls can you really say that people are going back to my past okay that's exactly what they're doing they're going back to the past and they're trying to add all of this stuff now to that to make all of the stuff that's going on now feels real to people. But the past is relevant with you with underage girls. Absolutely no, it's not. Why? Because for one, I beat my case. Oh, when you beat something, you beat it. You are quitting. We can't double jeopardy me like that. You can't. It's not fair. It's not fair to nobody. When you beat your case, you beat your case. But I'm not talking about the one case in which you were acquitted. I'm talking about the other cases where women have come forward mm-hmm. and said, R. Kelly had sex with me mm-hmm. when I was under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly was abusive to me mm-hmm. emotionally and physically and verbally. Okay. R. Kelly took me in a black room where unspeakable things happened. <sighs> This is what they're saying about you. This, these, aren't, these aren't old rumors. Not true. Whether they're old rumors, new rumors, Why would they future say this rumors, about you? not true. Damn, Robert. Right. But yeah, his terminology, instead of saying I was innocent and a judge, you know, found that or had my case to say, when, when you say I beat my case. Yeah. That's like the, the, it's the least helpful thing that you could ever say. It's probably the worst I, thing you could say. The worst thing you could say. I beat my case. <sighs> Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, Alex Trebek has stage four pancreatic cancer. Oh. And he posted a video yesterday from the Jeopardy set where he was very much like still looking and speaking like, not like Alex Trebek, but like Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy. Like it seemed to me almost more heartbreaking because of his his almost cavalierness when he was explaining uh, what he was diagnosed with and what his plan moving forward is. So this is Alex Trebek from yesterday. Just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, this week I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. 
Now, normally the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm going to fight this and I'm going to keep working. And with the love and support of my family and friends and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. So help me. Keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll get it done. Right? Oh, Alex. Just with the joke at the end. If you're wondering, by the way, because I know he mentioned them, uh, what the survival rate is for stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, the five-year survival rate is how they break it down. Mm. Uh, the five-year survival rate for somebody with stage four pancreatic cancer is 3%. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very low. So th- those oh. are the numbers that Alex Trebek was, my heart. Uh, was talking about. Um, I know, more. you're a huge fan of Alex Trebek. And this busted everybody up yesterday. It's oh weird. Alex God, Trebek yeah. is one of those guys that just transcends everything. This you show, don't know life without Alex in yeah. it. It brought my grandmother and I close together because we often, every week, talk on the phone about Jeopardy, like some of the clues or whatever, yeah. because it's really the only thing that we watch together. Right. My dad never, ever messages me about news things and he DM'd me last night, which was his first DM ever, to yeah. tell me the news about this and how devastating he was. Um, Donald Trump yesterday at a uh, meeting, he was with Ivanka Trump, his daughter, and Tim Cook, the CEO oh. of Apple. Yeah. And uh, Donald Trump referred to Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, near the end of the meeting, as just simply Tim Apple. I mean, you've really uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Wait, was he making a joke? No. He was serious? <laughs> I think he just got confused. He thought the guy's name was for real, whether, Tim Apple. Whether he did, and the best part is, is that right in front of Tim Cook on that desk is a nameplate that just reads Tim Cook. Like It's just, it's sitting, it's sitting in front of him. Can we play that again, please? Oh, yes. I mean, you've really uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. <laughs> so if he was interviewing Mark Zuckerberg, would he say Mark Facebook? Mark no. Facebook. No, no, no. I think that he's, uh, I think he's confused and has a lot of stuff going on and that head of his and uh, uh, there's a lot of nonsense up there mixed with some things that he actually has to say publicly yeah. and that's how things like Tim Apple happen. <laughs> and Donald Idiot. <laughs> Ross and Mocha Q&A. Ask Roz and Mocha, very popular segment on the podcast uh, every week at Kiss925 on Instagram is where you get a chance to ask all your questions and on that week's podcast, we'll try to answer as many questions as we can mm-hmm. and we'll also invite one of you to join us on the podcast to ask your question live. So, hello Zelda. Hi. How are you? It's Ronza Mocha. Oh, good, how are you? Good. What is your question, Zelda? Okay, so um, my question was um, have you uh, ever had a friend of the opposite sex and if so, when you got into a serious relationship, um, did that friendship last, or if not, uh, what happened? Like a friend, like a close friend? Yeah, like a really, like a, you know, a good friend that obviously um, being of the opposite sex doesn't always work when you uh, get in a relationship. So I was just wondering if you had ever been in a situation like that when you guys met your wives and um, partners. I know, I like in high school and throughout college, I had friends who are women who I was very close with and I would talk to all the time. Yeah. But there was never, it was never, it never went beyond just 
being friends. As we grew older and, you know, our lives changed with work and moving to different parts of the country or whatever, you kind of like lose touch. So I would say I had friends of the opposite sex who were really, really good friends, but we didn't stop speaking because of my relationship with Jenna. We just stopped speaking because life took us all in different directions. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that happens. Uh, Most friendships that I've had with women over the years and over my life have the vast majority of have have ended in intercourse. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So they weren't so much friendships as some of them were just longer sort of flirty, whatever. And because I guess oftentimes like you would maybe meet somebody and they would be in a relationship or not ready to be in a relationship or whatever it was. And then you would sort of see them out casually and you would... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I never had like a, a big set of friends. I've never had a big circle of friends. I yeah. still don't have a big circle of friends. And I've certainly yeah. and I've certainly never had, you know, somebody who is a female, you know, a woman in my life that we haven't at least when we were younger messed around. Like, oh, we're, we're, like, when you're, like you're talking about people that you talk to on a regular basis, right? Like, do I have any women in my life that I talk to on a regular basis? No. Yeah, I just no, mean like I don't. Maybe. N- Okay, well, maybe not the same situation I had then. So, so what's going on with a, you, Zelda? Like, you have well, somebody like that... Going on. No, because it's not going on now, because obviously I'm married and I have kids, and yeah. obviously things just... Um, but um, I didn't have a big circle of friends, and so I had this friend, and he was a male, and we worked together. We started at our first law firm together, and we worked together for years, and we spent a lot of time together, and we were very close. He was like, I'd say, like my like what a good girlfriend would be. Okay. Right. But everybody always thought that he maybe thought it was more. Of course so he did. At one point, he pulled away and he went and worked, started working in Calgary. And then when I met my husband, uh, we arranged to meet. Like I wanted him to meet my husband. And then um, he ended up blowing us off that night and oh, he never yeah. ended up meeting. Of course. Zelda, the guy liked you. <laughs> Zelda. And, and also, what are you doing int- introducing your husband to your work husband? What are you doing? Well, at the time, I didn't work with him anymore. We no, were just it doesn't friends. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But we no. spent a lot of time yeah. together. Like, I used to stay at his condo, but there was nothing more. Yeah, so uh-huh. here's your boyfriend without the sex. Yeah. <laughs> Zelda, did you sleep with him? No, I never did. Okay. Like, I slept in the same bed, yes. <sighs> oh, like, my God. As, as adults? As adults? Pardon? As adults, you guys slept in the same bed together? Well, yeah, we met at, as adults. Like, we met, at, like, I was 20 when I met him. Has he uh, ever tried to put the moves <laughs> on you? Uh, yeah, you'd say yes, but... Oh, but Zelda, come on! What are you doing? That, like, without the sex, that's your boyfriend. What are you doing? Then we always blow it off, and I would always tell him, what are you doing, what are you trying... Because we would would always have a drink, and I would say, stop doing that, like, keep your hands to yourself, like, we're friends. But then you would, would what, go and sleep in his bed in his condo with him? But to me, he was like a brother to me. Like, I just felt... No, Zelda, This is why men and women can't be friends. Okay, right here. This is why your best friend's never going to be a guy. Okay, it's just, it's not going to happen. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah, he, but, liked, he liked you a lot, right? But the, the strange thing was is that we haven't really talked over the years because my husband was like, who is this friend of yours that doesn't yeah. want to meet me? And so obviously I'm married and have kids now and things like that. Yeah. But then 
um, at one point last Christmas, he was messaging me all the time. And he was like, I miss you. We need to get together. Apparently, he's married with a kid, too. Oh, God. Now he wants you to be a side piece? Yeah. I don't think so. No, no. Because <laughs> Come on. Come on. That's exact. No, it would never happen no. for you, but that's what he's thinking. Yeah. Come on now. Oh, girl. Yeah, so, yeah. Because just I just always that. thought it was kind of weird that we don't talk. You thought not it was weird? Yes, because I always... Um, of course he liked you. Well, I just, I guess I've always, like, you know, wanted to have that friendship still. And, like, I don't know, people have always said, obviously, you can't expect a guy that obviously felt differently to be friends with you. Right. So, no, you can't. Yeah. No, at all. Yeah. But hurts. we were friends for years. Like, it's been about, like, I, I knew him for 10 years, I think, until um, I met my husband. Yeah. And, also, also and let me, okay, if, for anybody else who's, uh, who's uh, listening right now where your best friend is a guy, okay, I'm going to say that your husband has absolutely yeah. zero interest in uh, being with somebody who has long conversations on the phone with a, another man where you sit there and gossip and tell secrets to. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously... Okay, your, husband, uh, your husband, that's so rude. It's so rude. Yeah, but him and I were never like that. It was never a... What, you would just get um, together and not have sex sleep together? No, it wasn't <laughs> like that. We, we used to just like hang out together and um, go out to bars like in Toronto, you know, when we, we both worked downtown. So yeah, it was just so very... You were in a relationship minus the sex. Yeah. I guess so. But we were, you know, um, it was almost like my best friend, you know, like yeah, a girlfriend. Sure. And if he was a girl, no, then no, I'd no, still he wasn't, be No, no, but he wasn't a girl though. Yeah. That's the thing. No, he he didn't feel the same way. Yeah. He it, wanted more out of that friendship, as you call it, yeah. than you did. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to, if you want a girlfriend, go get a girlfriend. If you want a girlfriend, don't befriend a straight guy. Yeah. But it's just, not gonna it's be your just girlfriend. hard that like, now I don't have that friend, you know, because I wasted but all my never, time. But, I you never, but you never did have that friend. I know. I know. I guess guy that you had a guy that liked you. Yeah, I guess so. And it didn't go anywhere. That way and, and it like, I guess it sucked because once he blew meeting off, meeting my husband, blew off meeting my husband, my husband was like, who is this friend? Yeah, like, it's because you married not- another guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah. So I was just wondering if you guys would have been in a situation did he go to your, and Did he go to your wedding? No, because okay. what happened was I, I used to joke with him, say, I'm getting married. I need your address because he had moved. Yeah. And I said, uh, you know, I want you to be there. And he wouldn't even give me his address. Of like he wouldn't because even, he's in love with you. Why he's would he want to see the woman that he loves get married to some next dude? Yeah. Like, so what, like, a, what is the matter with you? You are crazy. You have the blinders <laughs> on. You don't want to see the truth. I don't know why you can't see that this guy was madly in love with you, wanted a relationship, and you didn't want that. I know. I just It sucks that you can't still be friends. You know, like we were pretty close. Zelda, listen to me. You want a friend? Go get a dog. <laughs> so I have kids. I don't have time for... Yeah. I would have a dog if I right. uh, needed more... I, like, I honestly don't even have time for having a lot of friends as you know it's hard when you have kids and you're married it's did not you, like I have all that time did you at least name one of your kids after your boyfriend no well oh, I have a okay. my, it's my my daughter so I oh, oh after, he, he wasn't my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> thank all you right. Zelda. No. Uh, no. <laughs> thanks for calling in that was great alright anyway I love you guys you guys all are right, awesome I listen to the podcast like religiously oh, so last. Great to hear from you. <laughs> Aw, thank you, Zelda. Have a wonderful day. All right, you too. Okay, Matt Morton asks, best drunk food, either while you're out drinking or when you get home? Maury. Poutine. That's a good one. I always say pizza. Pizza no matter what, when you're sober or drunk, especially when you're drunk. The walk I home, though. love pizza. Street meat, hot dogs. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. See, for me, the last time I had really drunk food... 
Because I eat drunk food normally, but I'm just not drunk, <laughs> like like wings and pizza and everything yeah. else. But to me, the last time when I was like drunk out and then came home was probably the last time as well that I had McDonald's, which was about oh, yeah. eight, True. eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. And it was my McDonald's order was always the same thing at two o'clock in the morning at a drive through, which was a double quarter pounder cheese with mac sauce. Ooh, good one. Um, 10 or eight, whatever it was, nuggets. Oh my God. Yeah. And a biggie fries. And oh my God. Yeah, that and was a drink? my that was that was my drunk Holy order. Cow. Yeah. And then I would have to clean it all up and, and put it in inside another bag and then put that bag in the garbage. Um so Catherine wouldn't see it when she woke up in the morning. <laughs> while uh, you were drunk? Yeah, oh while I was God. drunk. <laughs> but, in my, in, but in my head I cleaned it all up and then yeah. I would always the same thing would happen is I'd wake up on the couch and it would be the morning and Catherine would be cleaning it all up off the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put this right here for now. Hey, let me ask you guys a pizza question. Though. Yeah. Um, when you eat a slice, yeah. do you eat the slice as is or do you fold it in half? Fold it in half. Fold, it in ha- fold Absolutely fold it in half. Yeah, yeah, same. I actually sometimes have them, when you order a slice, I have them cut the slice in half so it becomes two slices. Oh, no. See, no, that, that's not folding though. That's eating it like a slice. Yeah. yeah. No, I will always take one or two bites off the tip. <laughs> yeah, out, Maury. I'm with you. And then fold it in half. <laughs> yeah, and, and eat the rest. Yeah. But it's easier when you when you have them cut one slice into two. If you're going to put dipping sauce, because you can't um, dip a full slice into a dipping sauce. You're yeah, talking you like you're talking like from Pizza Pizza, where you order yeah. a single slice at That's a time, right. and then they yeah no That's no. Right. For me, I I will always fold a piece of pizza in half. Yeah, always. It's just even even if it is a thin piece, I will still try and fold Same. a little bugger in half. Same. Can yeah. I complain about the people who dab the pizza with a with a paper towel? Yeah, you can because it? yeah, that's it's complainable. That? It's a complainable offense. Why? Well, what if you're gonna like order pizza, it comes the with oil? the yeah, it comes yeah. with the oil. It's part of the experience. Don't dab the oil. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I that. like an oily pizza. Oh, so do I. Uh, somebody named Goat Your Back Farm asks. <laughs> Excuse me. Goat Your Back Farm. <laughs> yeah. What What's did so they funny? ask? <laughs> I laughed when I wrote that down too. Okay. Goat your back farm. What did they ask? Do you like goats? Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the question. Do you uh, like goats? They're a, they're a goat farm, by the way. I, uh, oh, I, really? I couldn't tell from the, <laughs> from the title. <laughs> you okay, more? Yeah, I love goats. Uh, I love goats. Yeah. So you know I. what? Yeah. They're not bad. That's a sheep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you like sheep? I love sheep. Okay, They're there not you go. bad. Thank you. Okay. Natalie uh, has a, a question specifically for you, Roz. Yes. Uh, would Roz ever consider writing a cookbook or something of that sort? Every mm. time he talks about food, it sounds delicious. He really knows what he's doing in the kitchen, and I definitely want to attempt his recipes. I've talked before with people about doing something food related. Uh-huh. The problem is, is that like everything else, I love doing a deal and I love setting something up and I love people being interested in ideas that I have and I love the idea of everything. But it all starts falling apart when I actually have to do the work. Oh, okay. Can I also tell you? <laughs> you don't like to be the right? subject of it. I, I just don't want to do it. Right. I okay. want it to be done. Oh, you need it done for right? you. I want it to be done. I just don't want to do it. Like I get very excited when people 
when people approach me with ideas as far as like doing a cookbook or doing a show or doing all this stuff, right. I'm very excited over the idea of that being an existing thing that people could then watch, read, enjoy. It just all falls apart when I realize I have to do it. Right. <laughs> See, I thought you wouldn't do a cookbook because you're incredibly competitive and you would hate if it wasn't number one or it no, didn't no, sell no, well. No, 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 no. I think that when it comes to, when it comes to food, I feel differently about things that I do in, in other parts of my life. I, I think that I have so much respect for the other people that are in that business or do make food their life that I would never even try to compete on any sort of level. I would just be happy with the space that I occupy because the space that I occupy, same thing with you when it comes to food, Mocha, is that it's not a vast space, right? I'm not I'm not sitting here, you know, saying that I can deconstruct a Michelin chef, you know, dinner to tell you exactly what the yeah. preparation was. I, I, I have great respect for people that do that because I'm not a chef. I'm a cook. I like to cook, right? There's a difference between being a chef and a cook. And, uh, and I'm a cook. You're a cook. You know, yeah. but I would never say that I'm a chef. There's a huge difference in that. But uh, but no, no, I wouldn't even begin to compete in that world um, at all. Matthew wants to know the story of Dammit Maury joining the Roz and Mocha show. I love the story because it's about me. And said, did you guys hire Dammit Maury and how was that interview? You know, what's interesting is I actually don't even remember anymore. Angela writes, um, what's the strangest... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Angela writes that what was the strangest one? Come on, that was so funny. <laughs> that was so funny. Why aren't you laughing more? Because for a moment, I'm like, oh, I get to hear this story again. Or he's like, I love this story because it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, honestly, wait, wait. Before yeah. you say, how do you remember... I remember line. it completely differently. I remember well, we, other nobody people... Nobody said anything. We didn't say anything yet. Yeah. No, so I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember other people taking credit for it. I also remember there really really wasn't um, an interview. I went for coffee with like one of the bosses and she was like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah. Like I don't remember there being an interview. What do you mean other people taking credit for it? There's another woman in the business that said she's the one that pitched the idea of me coming to kiss oh. and pitched the idea. And then I heard the story that I truly believe is true, which which is you guys said, let's go get more. Okay, so here's what happened, is Maury's lack of loyalty was the catalyst for all of this, which is... Maury looks so surprised right now. <laughs> what? So I don't know if it's a lack of loyalty. Well, hold on, let me finish my story. Okay, for okay, sure. I haven't even got to you yet. <laughs> uh, no, so so what happened was, is um, the... We had just, we had only been on the air a couple of years, you and I. Like a year, yeah, I think. Like, a, yeah. like a year. And we desperately, when we first started, we needed this show to be the two of us because we needed to figure out each other and there couldn't be a lot of other distractions. And we didn't have the need for an individual like Maury, somebody to come in and produce some stuff for us, to work with the writing, to work with everything else. We didn't have that need. When we did have that need, there were very few people available in this city or in this country who do that. And even fewer names uh, were people who were actually good at it. Maury was one of the, the very few people who were actually good at that job. And Maury was working for another um, morning show at the time in the city. And I walked out of the building one day and we had been talking because you know what the competition is doing and the bosses would always tell you. And I, we knew, I knew Maury just from the world, from existing in the world. And I knew that he was very good. And we had had conversations. Well, what if we were to put into all this stuff with us? Uh, and nothing was ever really, really specific. 
And I ran into Maury outside one day, outside of this building, and he was walking one way and I was walking another way. Was he stalking you? I think so. <laughs> and, he's walking the other way. He's like, oh, shoot, he's here. And so here's what I say. <laughs> Maury's lack of loyalty was the catalyst for him joining our show was because the conversation I had with Maury went like this, which was, uh, hey, how's it going? And he's like, good, I'm just going out to record this thing. He had like a microphone with him. Yeah. And I was like, cool, it's kind of late in the day because it was late in the day when I was leaving. And uh, Maury's like, yeah, you know, always working hard. It's what I do, man. I just work really hard. You know, I work really hard for them. You know, I'd do the same thing if I was working for you. <laughs> <laughs> and in my head, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? And then I went in and I was like, I think he's ready to move. I think he's ready to make the move because he said this. And everybody in that room was like, he didn't say that. And I'm like, no joke. He said this. And then that's when it all, that's when it all happened. Somebody made the call to Maury. And then next thing you know, he's on, he's on the show. Yeah, loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent way too much time talking. Can you cut, can you cut all that out of it, please? <laughs> Just say Maury's not loyal. Them hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> uh, Jordan asks, what was the best or most fun experience in your life that doesn't include your wedding or child being born? Best or most fun experience in your life? What is the best or most fun experience in my life? Yeah, that's a lot to think about. First of all, who would put their wedding on the top of that list? Hey. What? <laughs> As the best experience of your life, a wedding? <laughs> what was yours, Dan and Maury? Maury was going to say wedding. No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Them hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maury, go ahead. Oh, my God. Best experience. It's a tough one. It's really, really tough. Yeah. Can I say it hasn't happened yet? And no, be really, because and be then, really prolific? No, because if you in the future do get a number one, it will bump your current number one. So what is your current number one? Best, most fun experience in your life that doesn't include your wedding. Going to Portugal. Going, that's, oh, there you yes. go. going to Portugal. There Absolutely go. going to Portugal the first yeah, time. It was life-changing for you. Oh my God. It was the best experience ever. Yeah. It's all about family when yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. No, I agree with that. <sighs> I think a highlight for me was a few years ago, because I don't do these trips often for work, Yeah, is when Maury and I went to L.A., to do the red carpet premiere yeah. of Central Intelligence with The Rock and Kevin Hart, right. who I am like a massive fan of both. Yeah. And The Rock and Kevin Hart stopped right in front of us and had a full conversation. Right. And I was nervous as hell. Yeah. And I got to meet both of them. Yeah. And I would say that that was like a super cool... Because I don't, I'm not out on the red carpets doing these kind of things all yeah. the time, right? Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Was it like the same you. red carpet where you confused an actor as another actor? Hey, thanks for snitching, bitch. <laughs> guys, high five. No, I'm not high five. <laughs> so what happened? Should, 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 we, should we break down all the times that Maury's gotten things confused on our show? So what oh, happened? Tons. You got, you confused two people? Like you confused one guy for another guy? There was one actor who's on yeah. Ballers, one of my favorite shows, and I thought he was in another movie with T.I., right. but I knew he was in a movie with Eminem in 8 Mile. I got right. them mixed up, and I said to him, hey, you're the guy from... Oh, right. You're a good thing you're brown because that would have sunk your career oh, if you were a white guy. Oh, the guy did yeah. say we and don't all said, look alike. He was like, not all black guys look the same, man. <laughs> really? And yeah. I was like, bro, I was just like, listen. <laughs> it's, just, it's a mistake. I've made that mistake too. <laughs> yeah. But you're lucky though because if you're a white guy in 2019, that would have ruined your career. Oh, for sure. There'd I wouldn't be, be working be no, anywhere. There'd be no coming back from that. So no. that was the most fun you experience you've ever yeah, had? Thanks, I, I, yeah, I imagine that that would be fun. I imagine yeah. that would be fun. <laughs> um, God, so what are the things I'm not allowed to say? Wedding. Well, that's fine because my... 
I'm not married. Uh, or your child being born. Well, that wasn't fun either. Oh, wow. Well, like it's a process. It's, ex- it's I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I can't run. Yeah. When your child's born, it's exhilarating. <laughs> no, I know. Right, right? For but sure. it's also panicky and uh, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's like a super I would, fun experience. I say it's fun. Um, I will tell you this, and my where I now find joy in life are the smaller things. It's never a grand gesture. Mm-hmm. I will say that one of the funnest moments I've had in years was the first time Roxy, my kid, legitimately beat me at checkers oh, when, so when I was when I was trying to slaughter her. Yeah. Oh, where she, oh, wow. Where she legitimately beat me. Where I didn't have to, to you know, concede certain moves. Sure. I was legitimate. You were playing for serious. I was playing for serious. And the first time she legitimately beat me, I was so exhilarated um, because it was her first actual, like, victory over, yeah. over me. Uh, and I was so proud of her for for winning and to me that was one of the funnest moments because i had been anticipating that moment for years yeah right you always as a dad you're like i wonder when you're going to get to that time where you can legitimately beat me at something where i don't have to concede anything and uh, and so i remember that so that was probably the funnest time that i've had outside of her being born or the wedding to the marriage that i had years ago that didn't work and you've always taught her that it's okay to lose yeah, losing is a huge part of life. Is a, it, we have this conversation all the time, and and even when it comes to losing or doing poorly on something, um, you know, I let her know that one of the reasons why she didn't do as good or didn't get picked or didn't win was because she's not as good as other people at it. Yeah. <gasps> right? But, no, but that's the truth, though. That's like, the truth. There's always going to be somebody out there that's better than you at something. Like she got, she didn't get picked. They were doing soccer or whatever it was. And they just went through the class and they started picking kids after one gym class where they had kids try out. And she came home and she's like, I had to make the soccer team. And I was like, were you bummed about it? She's like, yeah, I was a little bit bummed about it. And I was like, I was like, did kids on the soccer team uh, at school, have they played soccer before? She's like, yeah, most of them. And I'm like, have you ever played soccer before? She goes, no. And I'm like, so what are you upset about? Yeah. You didn't get picked for something you don't know how to do. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't do it. That doesn't mean you can't learn how to do it. Sure, and try right? again next year. And try again next year. But you can't be disappointed that you didn't get picked for something that you actually don't know how to do. Yeah. You missed out on fun, but you can't be upset that you didn't make a team where the people who did make the team should have made the team. Right. Right. Yeah, but and, most, and that's like uh, my dad would sit me down if that was me and be like, you know, that that's too bad. I guess you know they'll never know that you're better than them. Oh wow. Yeah. You oh, can't do that damn. to kids though. No. You gotta that's like giving them false hope. Yeah, yeah, you got to be straight. It's the same thing with talking about nerves or fear or anything it is with a uh, with with a kid or you know even like losing. Like you can't say, you know, um, God, like it's it's so tough. It's so tough to talk to kids because they're so emotional about everything. Yeah, but right? that's why like false hope is hope. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Uh, Curtis asks this question. Yeah. Hi, Razamoka. My coworkers ask me if I ever iron my undershirt before I put on a dress shirt. I said no. Have you guys ever done that? <laughs> what is this, 1950? Uh, okay, so like an under, I imagine he just means like a white T-shirt that he wears, Like a right? T-shirt, yeah. Or like, uh, or like the one of the white, like a ribbed undershirt kind of thing, like a tight one. I used to wear those exclusively. Yeah. And I did have a few that I would iron, but I would never wear them under a shirt. I would only oh. wear them as a shirt. I would iron everything. Yeah. Really? Everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, Even yeah. my under... Are you kidding oh, me? Like, if, yeah. if I had to wear like an undershirt under a dress shirt, but I would iron that undershirt and put that on, then iron my dress shirt, and yeah. then put that on. I would even iron... 
believe it or not, sometimes my boxers yeah. when I wore boxers, yeah. and I iron my jeans oh, every single hell day. Yeah. Are you rich? Yeah, every no. single day. One of the but things. But if you're wearing that, it under your shirt, then no one's going to see it. So who cares? It's pride. It's pride of ownership, Maury. Um, it's like, why do you paint the outside of the house? Why do you? Um, so Mocha and I, one of the things that we bonded on early is when we both realized that years ago we would iron our jeans. Like, yeah. I and I ironed so often that I didn't even ever put the iron or ironing board away. It oh, was me too. always out. Yeah, same, <laughs> dude. The exact same. Yeah, my ironing board was out all the time. All the time. It never went away. Ever yeah. it, for years, it yeah. never went away. Oh my god, I would dude. just iron. I loved ironing, and I loved freshly ironed jeans. Oh, aren't they the best? Oh my god, freshly ironed jeans were the absolute if best. If you have a a set of jeans at home. Yeah. And at some point after you finish listening to this episode of the podcast, if you've never ironed your jeans before, go iron a set of jeans and put them on immediately. Can I tell you why it doesn't work anymore? Why? Because jeans are different now. All jeans have stretch material in them now. Oh yeah, and they're like wrinkle-free and all that Back stuff. Back in the day when it was you and I would wear just denim, like when it was just jean, just yeah. cotton, no elastic in them at all. You could iron them like and these. they would be super flat. There's or no stretchy else. stuff yes. in this. Hold on a second. Come here, bring your leg over here. I can't bring that big thing over here. <laughs> well, come around. Why are you trying to mount the table like that? <laughs> just so get up and walk. Weird. Just get up and walk. Yeah, they do. A little... Yeah, his yeah, has like 100 stretchy yeah. a bit. Yeah, it's a little bit stretchy. It's very difficult to find jeans yeah. now that don't have at least a little bit Would of stretch in them. Would you be surprised to know that I have never ironed anything in my life? No, no I'm not surprised at that at all. Why would we be? Look at you. You're a slob. <laughs> I thought that would blow your mind. No. <laughs> no, that's not a surprise at all. Oh, all right. Well, listen. At all. Uh, every week. We're going to post on Instagram at kiss925 a picture. they would be if you put them on right afterwards, too. I know. Too. Uh, we're going to post a, a picture that simply reads, Ask Razamoka. Load up that comment section. Uh, we'll try to get through as many questions as we can in the following week's episode. And we'll also invite one of you to join us on the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or on the KISS 92.5 app.